And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Note series. I am Matt Tobacco from SmokeAndTobacco.com, coming to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. And with me on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, it is the one and only, that's right, let's hear it for him, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar Coop, who was tardy tonight. If you're wondering why the show started late, it was yeah, Coop's we, fault. We, it is my fault. I apologize. We uh, we had our year-end review show on, on Cigar Jukebox, which you'll, you'll want to catch on Monday. It's a, it's a review of music and cigars. It's a little lightweight compared to the stuff we do on Primetime uh, because we do some music stuff. and, and So it's a little di- different type of show, but we did run a little late on that one because there was a lot to cover. And I, I had warned Matt we were going to go close to nine. We went over, and I apologize, but we're here now. It's it's all good, Coop. You are excused. Uh, we have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a lot of the um, the top cigar lists and the and the winners. Now that just about all of them, including Cigar Aficionado, um, have unveiled uh, their complete lists, as well as some of the awards that are going around. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about some news that broke today on Cigar Authority. There is the. Um, it was an interesting. Uh, the firecracker announcements, um, yeah. as well as uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Arnold Andre um, distribution deal with United Cigars. Um, so giving United a little bit of love tonight. Yep. We're going to talk about some of the changes to the PCA board as well, and kind of how do we feel about it? I know you guys talked a little bit about it on KMA this morning. Um, yep. I kind of we we kind of know how Abe feels about it. If you didn't catch KMA. Um, we'll recap that for you and we'll talk about um, yep. kind of what the feeling was there and then kind of how we feel about it. As always, there's always Coop's beef of the week. Uh, is whatever point the Coop decides he wants to let that snake out of the cage or the monster out of the cage, really, uh, um, he, he will do that. He'll throw down. But uh, let's start off Let's start off pretty easy. Um, Coop, what are you smoking tonight? I'm um, about to light up the, uh, the Fundador. Uh, it's it's the Cinco de Cata Fundador by Hoya de Nicaragua. So this is a box press Toro size that they did um, this year. Um, and not this year. They did this actually two years ago. But it landed on the coupe list this, this year. Um, so uh, this Fundador, it, it was a top 20 cigar here. And um, it's actually, you know, the Fundador is, like I said, it's box press. So it's a little different than some of the other sizes that have been released in this line. But what I'll say about Cinco, I don't know how much you've smoked Cinco de Cadas. Uh, when this line made its debut at the trade show a couple of years ago, this was like the cigar we were all talking about, or the line we were all talking about. The Fundera was a follow-up size that they did. Um, but in my opinion, it, it, it was a great expression of this of this blend uh, in, this, in this format. And for folks, who, it was actually number 19 on my list this year. So very high-rated cigar here. Um, as far as this goes, and I think sometimes line extensions, Matt, they get lost in in the shuffle of um, of what we do, you know, uh, on lists, and that's something I know we'll talk about. But you know, a line on, on the way it works on Coop is a line extension is actually a um, considered a new cigar. It's a totally new cigar the way it works on Coop. So um, that's that's what we do here. Uh, that's what I do here. But I'm I'm excited to light this up. What do you got, Matt? Uh, I am smoking the Liga Privada T52 Corona Doble, which is a um, 
as I, I haven't had one in a while, but I was in the mood and I'm quickly reminded of just how much spice and pepper there is right off the bat on this cigar. Um, <laughs> almost took me back a little bit. I had a little, I had to have a little bit of water to kind of cool it down, but uh, definitely intense. Such an intense flavor profile, especially right off the bat on such a such a hefty hefty stick. I'm normally a, ne a Liga Pravada number nine smoker, um, but every once in a while I've been known to fire up the T52 when, when I'm kind of in the mood for it. Um, and I, so I'm excited to smoke this. I have a bunch of cigars lined up. Um, Tatuaje Konu 2012 uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, the Arturo Fuente in Yeho, number 60, the 2021 Limited Edition J.C. Newman Yagua, and the Gomez Sanchez McAuliffe Leanda, number 2. So, I probably won't smoke through all of them, but I uh, I have plenty uh, plenty lined up here. Yeah, well, I'm going to be going right after that uh, to the Rocky Winter Club, the the number one cigar here on Cigar Coop. Um, so, uh, um, I said this cigar for for those for those critics that say people who rank cigars number one and don't buy boxes. Um, I I've been buying box. I've been buying these by the box all year. So uh, I cracked this box open earlier, and uh, I'm gonna be smoking that as my second cigar. Yeah. So uh, then, the... then I have a wild card. I have some wild cards after that if we go that long. So it's interesting. You know, you bring that up. I know that's your cigar of the year. Um... And that's, I guess, where we're going to start the show anyway. Um, some interesting, interesting picks this year. Um, you one, you had that, yeah. the Rocky Patel Winter Edition. Um, I had the the um, Undercrown Tentoro from Dewar State. Um, Cigar Authority crowned uh, the All Saints St. Francis Toro as their mm -hmm. Cigar of the Year. Cigar Aficionado, the big one that everyone always wants to know. Padrone 1964 Torpedo Natural is their cigar of the year, as announced yep. on Thursday. Um, you know, one of the things that we talked about before, uh, and we'll say it again, especially since now most of the lists are out, and the only thing that's really left that's, you know, I think people are waiting to see, would be the famous half-wheel consensus. Um, well, there's actually three. There's actually three. There's half wheels list. Um, there's consensus, and then I'll give my my partner Aaron the developing palettes list is Monday. So. Oh, his is not out yet. I thought his was out. His, his is not out yet. Oh, Monday, okay. And that's that's usually a, they do a show, and that's that's usually a very energetic show uh, with their picks. So so yeah, there's three big ones still coming up right now. Right. So yeah. we are getting towards the end of it though. Um, let's you know. So Cigar Aficionado, as you know, Cigar Dojo did theirs last night. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Ferio Tego Elegancia was number one. Yep. The Undercrown 10 was number two. And the Ferio Tego Generoso was number three. Now, I love Michael Herklotz. And I'm not just saying that because I saw that he's watching. Um, I do. And I love the Ferio Tegos. But we talked about this. We had talked about those cigars being... Um, it was interesting to see them considered on the 2021 list because they came out so late in the year. Um, what is? I, I'll let you. I'm going to let you speak first to that because I know that you have a little bit more that you'd want to say. Yeah. So Eric's a good friend of mine, and uh, he, he. I think he did a really good list this year. Very good list uh, for his top ten. Now, um, I have no problem with a Ferrero Tego number one and number three. Um, the best cigars. 
All right, so it shouldn't be limited by brand. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I had Rocky Patel one and five. Uh, Fairy Takeo would is, is, would not have been on a coupe list at all because it was released too late in the year, and you know my feelings about late year releases. Yeah, I can't give anything number one um, based on a three months. I still have a minimum of twelve months in a cycle that it's been out. So that that's kind of like my well, that's why nothing against the PCA trade show is eligible for the coupe list. My my goal on, on my list is to look at performance over time. That's kind of the goal of it. Um, now, Dojo's list is very much a count. He really sticks strictly to the calendar. So it's like it's got to – I mean, if it comes out December 31st, he doesn't want to exclude it because he's sticking strict to the calendar. And that's his way of doing it, so I want to respect that. Right. It isn't the way I, – I don't think it's the way I would do it, but that's why we have different lists um, on, on that. So in terms of the cigar, like – I'm gonna be those cigars are gonna be reviewed early this year by me, and we're gonna really see where they land. So I, I it needs time right now, um, as far as not that the cigars need time. I need time to go through a review cycle on it. Is what I'm saying. Which that they're gonna they're in that review cycle. Yeah, and, and to echo that, I mean, I'll I'll tell you right now, it's we're what uh, 15 days into 2022, um, so we still got another 11 months before. My 2022 oh, yeah. list comes out. A lot, I, a lot that can happen. Maybe they get better. Maybe they get, you know, that tap to happen a lot. But I will tell you, um, at least in the top 25, both of those cigars will be in that list. Um, in regards to 2021, um, the end of 2021. So they, they didn't make my list because they came out so late. But they will be on the list for 2022. So they're not out. You know, no one's saying that they're not good. And it has nothing to do with the cigar itself. That's not what it is. No, I think we. It, I think we it, need it, to reiterate like that a, as it's well. My pro, it's my process. I right. can't break the process. In my yeah, st- my process is similar to yours. It's a little different, but it's very similar to yours. Um, so yeah, those those two cigars are already on the 2022 top 25. Um, you know, I've already smoked a handful of them each. Uh, I'm very I'm very happy with that. Um, and as a special release for 2021. Uh, those will be on the 2022 list. So those those still have a chance to win. So they're not out on my book at all. They're still in there, just not well, for no, 2021. They, 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 haven't, they haven't come into my book yet. So yeah. yeah I, that's what I'm, I'm pretty excited about. You know, the, there's one thing, Matt. Well, I'll hold off on that thought for a little bit. Let me hold off on that thought. You sure? Because I think we, it will take us off a segue. So Okay. I, I all right. We, yeah, yeah. I know you're excited. You got a lot of energy. You're still off of another all show. Right, all right, let me, let me say. <laughs> so, Here we go. This is gonna bring my beef for the week. <laughs> Let's do it. Coop's beef for the week. Uh, okay, okay. So the beef for the week is: Are we doing best new cigar of the year? Or are we doing best cigar of the year? And I say this because you know what? There's some great cigars that Ferry Otago now has in their, under their stewardship, like the Timelesses, the Sterlings. There's gotta be a way that we can recognize these cigars especially if they're performing at a high level i get they've been released a few years ago and i i think we have to get off this notion of and even i use a two-year window right now i'm like is there a way somehow i can do it it and aaron loom has pointed out to me it's impossible to do it right because the problem is what you're, you're cherry picking the cigars right so me, by me saying like yeah i want to see how you know these cigars preference over yeah that's the tricky part with all this and I was like, come up, like I was debating in full disclosure here, opening up the five wild card slots of cigars that were released at any time. 
But there's there's so many flaws with doing that because how do you pick the five cigars, right? Just this calendar thing year. The beef isn't that people are doing it. Today. The beef is that aficionado gets beat up over it, and I think it's wrong because I think they have come the closest to doing that spot, and I don't think cigar aficionado should be beat up over that. I think they're looking at cigars that are truly performing at a high level and recognizing those cigars. So that was my beef, you know, as far as these time box lists go. I, I think we're just too wrapped around the axle, and it's okay, but don't bash what aficionado is doing because I think they're doing a good job with it. And yeah. there's things I'll bash aficionado about, but I won't bash him on that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I it, every look. We talked about it before. Everyone does their list differently. That includes sure. people like Cigar Aficionado. That includes me, you, um, Developing Palettes, Eloso Fumar, the Cigar Authority, Cigar Snob, Cigar Journal. Um, you know, all the people sure. who who are known for lists. They all. Everyone puts a lot of hard work in. Oh, most people put a lot of hard work into it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and, and it's. It's exciting to see all the lists, and they're all different because they have different criteria, and there's different ways they come to play. And that's what makes it interesting. If everyone did the same, yeah. you know, top ten Look, cigars, yeah. they'd be like, oh, holy. oh okay, like, <laughs> yeah. Then we all then every list is the same, right? So how how is that? I mean, I, I, look, I was, I wasn't shocked to see Padron at number one. Um, no my, was shocked, my thing with it, Thursday morning. my thing with it was, and this is, and this is not even like on a business or whatever. Right. This is just on a personal, like, right. um, opinion. I like the Maduro's better. I was only surprised to see a natural. I, I, I was like, mm, natural. I'm like, I would have rather uh, seen I, the Maduro. I get it. I get it. I think, you know, a lot of people, I, mean, I, I think there's better sizes than that torpedo, but I haven't smoked one of those torpedoes in a long time either. Yeah. So I smoke them really good from a vintage. I, I don't know where, when they procured those cigars, how long they've been aging. That's where a lot of the criticism comes with the aficionado list in my book. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I tend to go Padron 64, Maduro a lot more. You give me that Exclusivo size in, in the 64, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So, um,. You know, and the funny thing is, 64 is a brand that never got number one for them. They had Family Reserve get it, and the ADS actually got it technically twice. So what about the uh, what about the 26? I'm sorry, not the 26 got it twice. Once yeah. was the ADS, and yeah. once was the I think the number nine. So yeah, um, but yeah, and I think Padron is always a fun battle. Natural versus it's always been the battle of natural versus Maduro for years with that. Hmm. We have an interesting comment from the chat. Padron doesn't. For this, is from Dave D. Padron doesn't have a true Maduro. Would you agree with that? Um, I don't know enough to answer the question, other than I've heard this question raised before. But um, you know, I've I've heard that it may be. I I don't want to say if it is or not because I don't know the answer. But I've heard that people say to me it's it's basically just a darker wrapper. But it's this. You know, we know it's the same wrapper. But I've been told it's a darker wrapper as opposed to going through. Uh, kind of a curing process, but again, I don't know the answer to that to say it other than I've heard this said before. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo you on that one too. I, I don't know enough yeah. to make a comment. I want to be respectful just because I don't know the answer to that, and um, you know, it's a question I never asked George actually, but it's a good question. Yeah, no, that is a good question. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, but kind of circling back before we 
you know, go on to a, another tangent or segue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I, I was happy to see Padron at number one. I was kind of rooting for Rocky as well because I think that Rocky is due. I think that um, it would be nice to see Rocky get number one. Um, 60 set up for success in the future with that. Yeah. And I, and I it think... was actually a relief that they didn't slam it on the list this year and let, let it go to the next year. I was actually a little relieved on that. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Grand Reserve, I'll be honest with you, but I thought quarter century could have really made some noise on the list. So that was a little disappointing on that. That it was I quarter century was a five cigar for me. And I, I think if quarter century was in the top three, no one would be complaining. Uh from you know, especially from not consumers who smoked it or Rocky Patel. Sorry, I'm reading the comments here. Um Jay Davis. Yes, Padron has Maduro. It tastes completely different. And because of the tea they use, it is different because of the fermentation. Yeah, I mean, he may have a little more insight into that than I do. So, um, I mean, it tastes different. Oh, yeah, it definitely tastes different. It definitely tastes different, yeah. But I also have heard stories of darker wrappers tasting different, too. I mean, I've told, I've been, so, but, but I'm going to, I guess I'll trust people who may know more to that answer to the question than I do. Absolutely. That's definitely yeah. a, that's definitely a topic for a future show that we can um, yeah, ab- yeah. do some more research into, and then we can kind of circle back and we sure. can address that. Absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, the list as a whole, th- there was some good ones. There was some bad ones. Um, there was some ugly ones. Uh, David Garofalo and uh, Mr. Jonathan uh, were, were holding down the fort with Outberry last weekend, and they kind of covered some of the top 25 lists. Um, the way that started was, I think they started with, I can't remember. I think Cigar Journal was one of them. Uh, I know I was one of them. The first three they did. Um, I can't remember the other one. Uh, and then they kind of went into all the ones that they were kind of like, eh, about, and then they ended it with like all the ones that were just like, why? Um, some of them had cigars that none of us have even heard of on, at number one. Uh, which I thought was strange. But what was interesting is, in terms of uh, yours, weren't what hadn't been out yet. So he had said, uh, "Coops number one is not available yet." So uh, they yeah. couldn't speak on that. But he liked my number five. He liked my number five. Yeah, which yeah. Is a Rocky Bell Quarter Century. Yeah. And he liked your number so, three because today on the Cigar Authority, they well, all right. So this they're kind of related. He was funny because he said, "Oh, and Coop gave." Uh, they were talking about the firecrackers. He said, "Oh, as a matter of fact, Coop gave the Perdomo firecracker." Number three, which was awesome to see. And he said, I don't know if I agree with that because you can't get them anymore. Um, which I know you wanted to uh, address too. But at the yeah. same time, when he got to mine, he was like, smoking tobacco, mad tobacco. You know, he gave, uh, he goes, and I'm going to skip right over it because you can't get it. The Undercrown 10. Um, he goes, I'm going to skip past that because you can't get it. I'm going to go to number two, which was the All Saints St. Francis, which was their cigar they of the must year. Have really liked, yeah. And they must have loved that. But Here's what I need, and I love Dave to death, and this is nothing but respect. Yeah. I'm not trashing him, so, and I know he's going to listen to this too, so I'm just going to say it. Um, you can get that cigar. It's in shops. It's in a lot of shops. I've been to dozens of shops over the last three, four months since it's you know been on shelves. It, it's out there. They don't carry it. That's the truth. They don't carry it, so they're not going to promote something that they don't carry. That's a business thing, all right? They might not like that I say that, but that's the truth. They don't carry it, so they're not going to push it. But it's out there. Um, 
And I wasn't the only one that gave it number one, and I wasn't even the only one that put it in the top ten or the top five. It it ranked pretty high. Eric had it at number two. Um, who else gave it number one? Someone else gave it number one. Cigar and Spirits Magazine gave it number one. Um, I think Boston Jimmy gave it number one. It was uh, it was number two, and then it was number three on two other lists. It ranked pretty high. Uh, in, it's gonna win the consensus. It's yeah, gonna win the consensus. It's gonna win the consensus. It it, it, it was um, it was fifteen on mine. Mm-hmm. So it was on mine too, and that's gonna get some consensus points for them. Yeah. Um, I can tell you why it was fifteen over. Sure. It was it was it was late, it was a late release in the cycle, so it was released in May June time frame which was right up upon the, the, the trade show deadline. So, again, it had little, like, yeah, I had a chance to, re- I had seven months, but some of the other cigars had had a little longer, so I gave them a little higher precedence. But here's the thing. The Undercrown 10 can come back next year with a full year under its belt and maybe another size. So that's that's kind of like what I think the beauty of my list is. But it was still good enough, even with later in the cycle, and having six months after, like, so my cycle ends at PCA, but then I have six months after that, right, to kind of assess all these cigars. So that's the nice thing is that I, it still had enough time, but it, it was hurt. I had to kind of take that into consideration with that. But that cigar is very much available, Matt. Um, I'm not going to beat Dave up on on that. You know, he's very focused on his business. Right. And when it first came out, it it was it was a little harder to get. I ain't I, Dave's not wrong on that. But I think Drew State's kind of been able to fill orders now with that. So that's not the case anymore is what I'll say. You can get – just Google is the easiest – Google's your best friend. It will, it will tell you where it is. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so, again, Dave's focused on his business, and that's uh, – I respect that as well. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much what I prefaced it with. Like, I, I respect yeah. it too, yeah. and it's it's just kind of the reality. Um, I just felt like I wanted to address with it. Um, yeah. you know, I, they don't sell it, you know, and, and that's a business thing. So, and that, and I get that too. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, I think the only thing is the, the way that he, he had thought that, well, you can't get this cigar, so I'm going to skip past it. Well, the, there's a lot of other shops where it is available and I see plenty of people, you know, on social media that have it. It's, it, it, I, I know it's out there. I talk to people, it's out there. People are getting it. So yeah. I, I don't think that, see like, all right, this is a good way to kind of segue into the things that I didn't like. So. And again, this has nothing to anything we say about placement on lists and stuff. I want to stress this again because people like to take things the wrong way. This has Subjective, nothing. To, yeah. This has nothing to do with the cigars themselves, unless we right. specifically say that cigar sucked. Why was it at number two? This right. has nothing to do with the cigar. These are all really good cigars right. that we're going to talk about. I would adjust that comment to another Drew Estate cigar that I keep seeing high on lists. And again, not because it's a bad cigar. Right. The Liga Pravada H99. For the most That's part, a, you really can't get that cigar. That was a very hard cigar to get, and then I'll even go further. Technically, that cigar came out in 2018 in a very small batch. True, but so, the way I look yeah. at it is I don't think it's ever actually had a, a legitimate full-on yeah. release. It's been a yeah. small trickle release, allocated yeah. release. Most stores this past yeah. year only got one, maybe two boxes for an event. It wasn't a full release. So Matt, there's another little like caveat to my list that I don't really talk much about, but it's in it's it's specified. Yeah. So I I rank my cigars before I go into the final review. Like and I go through a cycle about 45 days, assessing most of these cigars, if not all of them. And that that second phase, the cigar is bought. 
It's not a sample. I say that because I don't know if H9, if Brewer State sent me the H99s, right? Yep. And I could not buy it, right? And I, I'm, I'm debating if I'm going to keep that rule in or not because I don't know if it's – but if I can't buy it, it's not getting on my list. And going back and I say that, how many people put that on their list bought that cigar? That's the question I ask. Yeah, because very true. Would, my feeling is it wouldn't have been on as many lists had Drew Stick not gotten those cigars into people's hands. Good job by them getting them in their hands. I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying that probably would have excluded it from my list. Well, here's another thing we can roll right into, too. So, for the same exact reason, Paladin de Saka. Boom. And I'll just let you run with well, that. That's a, yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> I got in enough trouble with that already. Well, but yeah. <laughs> listen. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a valid question. I mean, look, I'm not the only one who said it. I'm the one who got nailed on it. So I'll say it, too. I don't think it should be on any list. Uh, and it's the same reason. How many people would have put that cigar on their list if they didn't get the sample of that? And now, all of a sudden, I have to start. I, this is what happened. It's on someone else's list, and I hear the damn blogger comments from retailers and consumers, right? It ain't even my list, right? And I'm hearing it, right? And then when I try to talk to someone on it, like, it, I'm, uh, you know, Saka wasn't really happy. I talked to a few of the media guys. But I just wanted the media guys. Matt, I've shared stuff with you that maybe sometimes stuff that you don't want to hear, right? Yeah. But I'm sharing it with you because I trust you as a friend. And same with these, uh, with the other guys. I trust them as friends. Look, this ain't me beating up your list. I didn't do it in a public forum, right? Um, I'm, I'm quietly just giving you this feedback, you know. And if, if you want to be take it personally, I hope you don't. But it's it's meant to kind of give you my perspective on things. So I'll peel back. And the I, I don't think it belongs on there. I don't think it belongs on there either. So we like to talk about like peeling back the curtain. So what what a lot of people, you know, if you if you haven't figured out by now, yeah. Coop and I are very good friends. Uh, yeah. Coop and I speak very very regularly. Um, and he's been in the, he's been around for a long time. So yeah, he has a lot that he shares with me for advice. And yeah, sometimes I'll ask him something or I'll tell him something I want to do. And he'll be like, you know what? I wouldn't do that. Something came up earlier this week. Um, I won't get into any specifics, but, uh, something came up. Someone had uh, asked him about something, or I think I had asked him if someone asked him, whatever. Um, and he was like, you know what? They asked me, they approached me on it. I declined. This is why. This is why I would recommend it for you. But if you have a different opinion or a different stance on it and you want to do it, that's your call, and I respect that. And I said, oh, okay. That's, that, right. That's exactly what, I, what I've done. And by the way, you know, I have guys on my team like Bear, like a lot of times. We're in that, and, and same thing, Bear has his own independent – Marin, too. They have independent media brands. I, I do not impose anything on uh, those guys. I give them my opinion on them, um, and it's up to them what they want to do after because I don't believe that – uh, I, a media brand needs to control their own content. The CEO, the president, the editor, whatever you want to call it, the director, they need to they need to control that, not not me. Yeah, and there's been times when he's told me stuff, and I said, you know what, That's a good call, and I, and I didn't do it. And there's times he said no, and I said, all right, uh, I can see no why. I never hard feelings, yeah. Yeah, and there's been times that I go, you know what, I can see why you won't do it, but I think I'm going to give it, it a sense. shot because mm-hmm. I right. think it makes more right. sense for me to try it right. versus I know you've probably – already done this and it doesn't make sense for you you're not gonna waste your time yeah. so it, it really it's a case-by-case basis and we have two different you know media brands so yeah sure. and, and and again that's that's also why the lists are different too because we all have yeah. different policies but yeah. um yeah. so yeah that's i think that's just yeah. a, a nice way to explain that oh i want to bring one point up that steve brought up and it was there was a little exchange we had but and it's all good right but steve said well why do i care right why do i care and I'm gonna give my. I gave this answer to KMA, but I'll, I'll say it again by the hand. I'm in the media business. Media. I, I care about the media business a lot. 
right? And I do care. That's why I do care because I care about the media business. Yep. And, you know, I've had people come to me sometimes with stuff saying, like, we had a, I had an incident on a show and I got I got a phone call from another media person who said, you need to look at carefully what went on on that show. And I, I and I didn't catch it till he told me that. And I'm like, you're right. And I had to make a few changes after that. Uh, it just wasn't in the best interest of what I was looking to accomplish. It, it's not worth bringing up who it was or what it was. But so I appreciated that feedback. The feedback is not to at all throw a media person in, under the coals or anything. We, I gotta admit, we we have gotten critical on primetime in the past. On these right? Actually, I've, I, I we have scaled that back a lot more. Uh, and we try to do it. Yeah, we want to make sure we're always doing it respectful. That the media brand gets respect, the respect they deserve. Uh, but but I don't want to say we shouldn't nod our heads all the time either. Yeah. And I think you know, and like you know, and I think that's I think Dave did a good job on his show last week with that. Yeah, he, he did. He, no, he, he did. Was critical, but he, he was dis- he was he wasn't disrespectful. That's true. Uh, he wasn't rude about it. He said Paladin this and belong on the season. I just want I'm on the record there too. Mm-hmm. But but again, I don't know. Somehow it was bad that I did. Maybe Steve took it a different way, and I apologize. But I can't apologize for having an opinion on this um, because it's it's a big part of what the business of what I do. This is end of year lists are a big part of what we do, as you're saying already. Oh um, yeah, and and it's something yeah. that people they, they look. The, People like us, Coop and I, we take it very seriously. There's other people yeah. out there, and I'm not going to mention any names or any examples. There are people out there who don't take it seriously, and that's a fact. I mean, there's a lot of people who attempt it. There's some people yeah. who just they it's it's just a what a, what what do I like to smoke list? And you know what? That's great if that's all you want to do with it. If you're trying to go out there and present yeah. a serious list, and you're putting stuff yeah. on there that yeah. just doesn't belong on there, and it's obvious. It's like, all right. I mean, right. you're not even trying. I mean, and, right. And that's a big criticism I have of the consensus. However, it's Charlie's consensus. It's not mine. Yeah. I would never say, Charlie, hey, you need to change this consensus or else I'm not going to do a list next year. Or, or, no, no. It's Charlie's list. He needs to do it. Now, maybe I'll give Charlie my, my feelings on it. But again, that's Charlie's decision on the consensus. Not, I have nothing to do with that other than he uses my list. And maybe I talk about it, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Charlie actually will be on the Smoking Tobacco show in February. Uh, so it'll be interesting oh, to to um, after the consensus comes out to yeah to uh, to pick his brain on that. It'll be really yeah. It'll be a fun conversation. So don't miss that one. Yeah. I believe it's uh, second week of February. Nice. Um, yeah, it's like right before Great Smoke, I think. Um, yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. It'll be nice to actually when that comes out and then kind of pick his brain on the consensus because I know the consensus will probably be a big part of our conversation that night. Um, as it should be. Sure. I mean, it, it's going to be yeah. fresh. There was a question that, that came up, just so I don't get too far away from it. Jay Davis said, question for both of you. Would Casa Fuente be eligible for your list next year? Um, and I think it's, he's referring to the fact that, for the first time, it was officially widely released to all the Arturo Fuente retailers across the country, and not just an exclusive at Casa Fuente Las Vegas. Um, I'll go first, and then I'll let you answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. The short answer is probably a maybe. Um and the reason for that is because it did it did fully go out. More than likely, yes, it did it did go out. It was widely released. Um it was released in retail stores where the majority of consumers had the opportunity to obtain it and they didn't have to get on a plane and fly all the way to Las Vegas to get it. Um so it was a official nationwide release 
I would say that it would probably it came out really late in 2021, so I would say it's more than likely going to be eligible on my list for 2022. But that unless they do it again, it'll be the only time, the only time after this in 2023. No. Coop, I'll right. let you so I'll yeah. let you answer that question now. No, I, okay. So let me. Yeah, this is a tricky one, but I I have I have solid answers for that. Mm-hmm. Um. In this case, the answer in this case with Casafuente, the answer is no. It's a hard no, okay? Um, unless they add another size. If they add another size, then suddenly it's, it will be it would be eligible. I don't know if they they did this as a one-time drop or if it's an ongoing. If it was regular production line. I'm not going to try to predict that. It, it's just it's just going to be out. Now, Jay had a Jay had a shop exclusive that did land on my list. It wasn't a shop exclusive. He had a shop exclusive that did go regular production. That did land on my list, and that was the Aladino Cameroon Lancero. So he had uh, last December, he got an exclusive on that for about six months, right? And then after six months, it went nationwide. That happened in the whole cycle. So the answer is, in that case, it was allowed because it was in the cycle. Um, but I, I, you know, it's I tell companies if you want to get on the if you, you want to get on the list under that scenario, don't do shop exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you know, um, and uh, there's so many. That's a whole. That's a that's a series of shows, on the problems covering shop exclusives, right? So yeah, I I don't because again I don't know what because I don't know what Fuente's plans are with that. It, it's a hard no, but hey, they had they had a like a they had a perfecto or something like that. Suddenly, then yeah, it could be eligible. So, you know, in that case, so I I kind of I but like I said there's an exception if it's in that those dates in that same review year that you know where it would, would he, the two year span where it would work. Yeah, and 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 I'm gonna say. That I'm only gonna, uh, if I decide to make it officially eligible, it'll only be eligible for 2022. Yeah. And after now, that, it's yeah, it's yeah. done. Unless, it comes out, yeah. Like you said, like you said, if it comes back out, maybe they add a size. Okay, but I, I would maybe make it eligible just for one year. I won't even do the yeah. two. I'll do one. Yeah. Yeah. There is one other scenario. If they if they change the blend and acknowledge that there's a significant blend change. Then yeah, that, that's the that's way. a whole nother thing though. But also, but that's a whole new cigar. Yeah, but that's a tricky one too because a lot of companies don't disclose that, right? But the other thing too is only if they decide to fully release it again. If they add a new size, yeah. or change the blend, and it stays at Casa Fuente, it's a no. Um, I won't. Right. Uh, if they do it a new size and it's nationwide, drop to the retailers, even if it's limited, it's eligible. Mm-hmm. Now I would say, speaking of Fuente, the only time for me. <sighs> That a cigar that does, it's not an exclusive, but it's very rare. I'll give you an example. Purple Rain. It won't be on my list. It's too limited to put on a list. It's, it's just too limited. It's why Davidoff or Blanco never made it my list. Even it, though it's one of the best yep. cigars I've ever smoked. It's exactly. It's too limited. It's, it's uh, there's a point, like I said, in, in that case, getting cigars for a re-smoke was t- like, expensive to begin with. Um, I, you know, yeah, it, yeah, I agree. Not that, you know, I could say it's a stellar performing cigar, the Purple Rain. I haven't had it, but I could say that. Uh, but yeah, end of year, it's just your endless has a different message. Yeah, it's. And, and again, this is how the lists get tricky. You they know, get very, they, they get very, and they get complicated sometimes. It, it, it's more complicated than people realize, because because then you go, all right, well, what about this cigar? And it's like, well, you have to look. It's not just like, yeah. hey, I lit it and it was a great yeah. cigar. 
being a good cigar is definitely part of yeah. how it gets ranked on a list if it makes the list yeah. at all. But there's so I, many I, other factors, and that's why, like, Coop and, you know, as I had said before, I was really loose with it this year, but going into next year, I'll be a lot more strict. I was loose my first year, by the way, on my list, too. It was the second year where I went straight. I did the same strategy. Yeah. Um, with my first, it was 2010's list. It was if you look like, you'll see like Tatuai Grand Cajonio was number two, and it was released a few years earlier. It was the second year where I really tightened it up. So. And I purposely did it that way for a lot of reasons, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But the point is, this year I'll be a lot more strict, and I'm going to have a similar, in terms of the um, the release timing for it to be eligible, will be very, 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 very similar, if almost not the same. His cigar coupe. Um, I support that. <laughs> and the reason is, is because it's not just about being a good cigar. It's about its availability. It's about its sales performance and, yeah. and all this other stuff. Um, and you want to have it time to be out there. Yeah. You want people to be able to have the chance to get it, find it, smoke it, taste it, see how it's doing. There's a lot of other little de details and specifics that go into why a cigar would make a list, how it places on the list. It's not just about being a good cigar. That's a huge, huge, huge part of it, but it's not the only part of it. And I think that's what... Coop and I really wanted to stress with these lists. Um, I would say as much as everyone has different policies, criteria, and they do their list differently, you'll see at least the, at least along the lines of the major media, both print and online, you're going to see some similarities in that department where right. there's a lot of factors that go into why they score and rank where they do. You know, and if you want like a shop exclusive cigar, on a list, right? If, you, if you're that type of guy, you seek out shop exclusives, you got a list like Aaron Loomis's list will have stuff like that. Charlie's list will have like that. If you want, maybe to look for those high-end luxury cigars, right? Um, and, and, and on a list, Charlie's list will do that. So there's other lists that I would say, don't force my list to be something it's not. Um, there's other lists that certainly can fit that bill. And that's why, again, we go back to the point. There's a lot of options to pick from, a lot of good options there. Um, and I think that, that's why it's a good, that's why it's good to have, like if you want to say, why do we have all these lists? Well, there's a good reason why. Because you can't satisfy everybody. I, absolutely, I agree. Um, and that's and you know, and again, that's what makes these lists uh, what they are, and in the process, I love, what I love it is. I love going through them. Yeah, going. Through. Um, I, if you're like, hey, I wanted to see how good that Paladin de Saka was on the list. Yeah. And go for a list with that. Like, then go for the list like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't. I don't agree with it. That's all. Um. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, I'm just checking my notes here. Uh, there, there. There's one thing on here that I have to bring up at some point, because I promised some people that I would. Um, and I'm trying to let the let these people know. Um, that I'm the people who the people who asked me to bring it up. I'm trying to let them know. Um, that I'm about to. So, uh, and there may or may not be a surprise. Um, I don't know. I, it's not clear to me. But there may or may not be a surprise uh, with this announcement that I have to make. So, sorry, I just lost my feed now. Here we go. Um, so, <clears throat> Coop, I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh-huh. If you have, great. If not, I'm going to break the news to you right here on the air. <clears throat> there is somebody out there who would like to film or even go live. Giving you a uh, a sponge bath. Oh, I saw this, and I I was asked to to uh, help facilitate it, 
And, yeah. of, and of course, this person who asked me, I said, sure, uh, what do you need? Um, and a few specifics were mentioned, but I said, all right, well, I'm going to be with William Cooper, and I will bring it up on the air. Um, I told this person if they wanted to, to make a, a small cameo to tell you themselves, they may. They have been invited, but I don't think they're going to show up. Thank it was a maybe. Thank you. Thank you. I, I I'm glad I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but I it was it was it was hard it was it was hard for me to say no. So I said, uh, look, here's the uh, here's the thing. If you want to come say it, great. If not, I, I'll do it for you either way. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Matt Booth would like to give you a sponge bath, um, live on the air. Now I know that's crazy, and people watching at home are like, well, "What is this all about?" It's this is just one of those things that it happens in the industry. People get. People get into some weird shit, and yeah. uh, I, I got to bring it up. Um, so I don't know how you want to f- go f- forward with that. I mean, it, he's really serious about this, as uh-huh. you know. So uh-huh. I know. I, I think you. I think I think you should do it. That's my suggestion to you. I think it would be great content for everybody. I think it would be probably be the story of the year. Uh, but again, I, I I'm not going to force you into something that you you don't want to do. I would just ask you to think about it because I think it would be it would be beneficial you for know, a lot of people. You know, Matt, like, uh, <laughs> would you be willing to give me two years worth of exclusive information on Newswise before everybody else? You I asking mean, me or you asking Matt Booth? That's uh, Matt. That's a question for Matt Booth. But I, I, I mean, I can answer it. The answer. I mean, I got, no. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna, but, I would think but, about it. I would think about but, it. But again, there's got to be something in it for me, Matt. I mean, you you you. Very very true. Very true. I, look, I can't have you going to half wheel and, 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 and aficionado with stories, and then I'm I'm I've to chase them down. I mean, so I mean, this is there's no benefit for me to get a sponge bath. So, are you so using I'm, this opportunity to to uh, talk trash to Matt about media release? Oh, and Bear's here with us too. And Bear said, "Think about how much money we could raise for charity." Thank you, well, Bear. We could do a charity angle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bear's I mean, got again, the right idea. Got, it has to be cleared with. It has to be clear with my wife, and there's got to be parameters, obviously. But but no, there's got to be it's charity. <laughs> but look, there's going to be you can, Matt. You're going to have to really work with the Coop brand on this one. Hey, this I'll, I'll, gonna, I'll I'm co- not throwing softballs here. I mean, I'll be involved too. I mean, I'll help. I mean, I don't know. I'll yeah. hold a light or something. I, I don't know. But I'm but just saying, I'm, would, I'm I'm willing who would to do. I want to see my fat, out of shape, overweight <laughs> body in a sponge bath. I don't. That is. <laughs> you you say that you say that, but most of the people in the industry that we know would be like, uh, Matt Booth gave, wait, Will Coop like look, Cigar Coop. Look, he gave him a sponge bath. There's look, a video. Look, I gotta see this. There, <laughs> my wife and I we have a wonderful marriage, right? And there's not a lot I have to ask for permission to do. Neither does she, but this one I think I'd have to ask for a little permission. I think, but and then I said, <laughs> there's gotta be something in it for for us and charity and and like I said. I think exclusive news stories would have to be a part of the package too. So Bear Bear um, said, "Do it for the kids," and he's really trying to make you feel guilty about it now. Bear is not being guilty. your I friend. I don't, I, don't feel, I don't. I don't feel guilty at all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. What is it? There's nothing that's in this for me right now. To put this record. Can I ask you a question? Since he's not here to to interrupt and, and throw the show yeah, off the rails. Thank God. <laughs> no, I love Matt. I love that. Go ahead. Why is it that he picks on you so much? I like he just like he uh, he has this infatuation with you. It's it's amazing. You, you know, you always say some of the people you pick on you like the best. So I kind of look at it like that. Matt has got an incredible. I mean, this is the series. He's got an incredible side to him. Uh, he's a good friend. He's been there when I've needed him. Um, 
you know, uh, he runs an honest business. He's making really good products. So, so you know, they, they, I do like Matt. He, he's a really good guy, and uh, you know, I give him a little uh, poetic license sometimes. But you know, again, this is a this is this is sometimes you have to work a little harder for it. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would donate a significant amount of money to any charity just to watch. Yeah, that. I mean, Matt, you you talk on like yeah, you, you, this is not gonna be like. <laughs> like uh, Cigar Coop's airplane photo thing, which is not a lot of money. This is, we're talking like you, you're going to have to really step up your game on this. He's going to have to give you like exclusive news stories for like two years. He's going to have to give you exclusive access to some of his special releases before anyone else. This is not coming for free. Yeah, he's really going to have to sweeten this pot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and charity that. on top of it. And charity. I mean, yeah, this is this is work you got to do. We should do a vote. Make sure, yeah, make sure he keeps his smoking tobacco sponsorship. We want to make sure that's a place too. You know, there's a lot of fat in here. That's true. Uh, Room One Hundred One is an official sponsor, so we we wouldn't want to jeopardize that. Uh, no, with, with, but, any, uh, yeah, with any with uh, any shenanigans. But, uh, <laughs> but this came this came up with the um the hot ticket podcast guys. We're great guys, by the way. I love their show. Yeah. Uh, I, so it came up on Instagram, and I, and I think my question is, how did I get roped into this? Was like even the first? I don't even know how my, I came into the picture with it's, it. It's just all. It's just you know what it is. It's because you're just such a special guy, and everyone loves you. That everyone just feels the need to. I don't know. They have yeah. to. They have to get more of you. I, I feel like people yeah. don't have enough cigar coupe. You know, you got you got three, four, five hour shows that you do. But that's still not enough for people. They they need more Will Cooper. And this is just Matt being like, I'm trying to get you out of that shell, man. People want to see you. You're a celebrity. You're a star. I, I don't think that's the case. Like, you don't want to see a fat, overshaped, 50-plus-year-old guy. In <laughs> no one said anything about – hey, but also, no one said anything about nudity either. I mean, you want to wear a wetsuit. You can wear a wetsuit. No, I, I mean, I wasn't saying nudity. <laughs> I wouldn't say – no, that was not going to happen. <laughs> I can tell you, there would be a wetsuit or some sort of like – you know. But still, <laughs> I know, I know. Coop said the yeah, uh, no, not Coop. Bear, Bear said the light. Hold the fucking towel. I'll be the towel guy. I don't care. I think I told Matt. I said the only way you do this though, you can't just do like a, a sponge bath. You have to have like the whole aesthetic. You have to have the candles. Yeah. You have to have a bath bomb in the water. You got to make the whole thing. You know, it, it has to be really yeah. sensual. You know, not sexual, yeah. but sensual. It's got to have the right, maybe a little bit of jazz. Yeah. Lights turned down a little bit. It can't be bright, you know. It's it's got to be right. Yeah. You know, I know you're very uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what we do here. We just try to we just try to have fun. I, you know, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying it's a it's I, right now it's a no, but um <laughs> there is uh, everything can be negotiated. Uh, is what I'm saying. And I just threw some things out there that would be in the negotiation. You listen. You've put it out there for the world to see. You have your demands, and if they're met, I have then my maybe. Demands. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, now we have yeah. an answer. We have an answer. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um. So we'll we'll change gears from the list for a little bit here, so that way people don't get okay. too burnt out with yeah. that. So an interesting one. So if you watched, I think it was the was it the yeah I think it was the last show. We talked about our predictions for United's Firecracker release for 2022. Yeah. Now, two of them have been announced. Not one, but yeah. two. Uh, we had you had predicted Rocky Patel. I had predicted Rocky Patel. Uh, I still think it's coming. Oh, yes. I don't think it's ruled out. I still think out. it's coming. Maybe it'll be next year, but I still think it's coming. Now, Barry Stein from the Cigar Authority was on the Smoking Tobacco Show this week. 
and we I, I brought this up and he said I in this is obviously before Scarth already announced it um, he said I will tell you it's not Rocky Patel okay I said ah okay all right interesting so we ruled that one out so going into today I was thinking like all right well who else if it's not someone that they already worked with and it's not Rocky Patel based on what they carry and all that I was really racking my brain I'm like I mean there's a few that I could think of and then when they went with Bandolero I said ah I didn't I, I mean, I, we, we thought of it, but I don't think... Not, I, but we didn't... We don't talk, we talk that bad. Right. We talk Adam and Byron, we were saying. Well, if I remember correctly, the conversation was we went to Adam and Byron first because those are the more right. they're, they're yeah. more well-known. Right. We went to, yeah. And then I think with the, the consensus on that was those would be too expensive to do. Not that it's impossible. I think it would be too right. expensive for what they're trying to do. If they had to do it, it would have to be in Bandolero. And then we stopped the conversation there. We didn't get into, well, yeah. if it was Bandolero... We, we didn't really dissect that. We just said, nah, it would have to be this. See, I thought Bandolero was, in fact, I thought it was still too expensive. Yeah. But Actually, yeah. you're right. Keep I think you in. did say that. Yeah. So now, lo and behold, there is a Bandolero um, firecracker star that will be coming, I think he said around June-ish, late June, I think is what he said. Uh, but Probably then. They want to get... And by the way, it's a little higher price. Oh, yeah. So it's nine ninety nine, which is high price for firecracker. But I'm sure it's going to be really. I love Bandolero, so I'm sure it's going to be an excellent cigar. Yeah, I don't doubt that it's going. To, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited to yeah. try it. Um, that's. Uh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely on board to grab a box of those. The uh, second one that was announced was one that you actually. I would say I don't think it was like a, a stone cold guess, but it was like, oh, this is like a cool idea. Uh, Big Poppy, by El yes. Artista. I got that one right. Yep. Uh, you had you. I'll give you the. You guessed that one, and I said, "Oh yeah, that would be cool." Because like they did just did the big slugger. Like they could do like a little version. I think Barry commented and said he he called it like the bunt, or something like that. Um, and that's going to be coming out at the end of March, uh, for Major League Baseball's opening day, which who knows will happen. Um, right. Right. I was like you. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Like, maybe they have to have packaging delays. It helps. <laughs> Yeah, that's a cigar that you might like be saved by some delays in production um, yep. because you can still I don't release it. I guess if you want, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, or you can still release that. I don't, I don't, I right now. It's we're middle of January. Pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in what three, four weeks. Yeah, uh, and there is still a lockout. And the last deal that was submitted to the players and the teams was uh, nothing from what the players, I guess, reacted to. So they, they still don't have any progress on this lockout as we face <laughs> down the barrel of the early beginnings of the pre-spring uh, training season. Yeah. Not to go into baseball, but that's kind of what this cigar release was intended for, for opening day. And yeah. so I'm not – and like you said, they could still release it, but I don't know if it's going to be that, that sweet story, uh, which is not their fault, um, of you know having it for opening day. Because uh, Major League Baseball has some some issues, and we, we can maybe yeah. talk about that at the end of the show, um, as well as oh I'm sorry I'm all over the place today, but there's there's a lot of information that's happened. Um, I for a sports related thing, Coop knows what this is, but I'm going to make an official announcement here on the air. I would like to thank the New York Giants organization for uh, letting go of uh, Joe Judge, because we can finally stop listening to Coop go on and on and on about Joe Judge. So thank you. Not because you guys need a better coach, you can have a better team, but because we're so sick of listening to Will Cooper go, Fire Joe Judge! Fire Joe Judge! 
they did something. They did right, it. Though. They did it. It's over now. They did it. You got what you wanted. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> you, you know. You know. I want to comment on that, and then I want to go back to Bandolero. Yeah, yeah. yeah go um, ahead. So, um, you know, there's a part of me. I, I thought the guy was an awful coach, right? Yep. And I did, right? But this, what happened after he got fired was, look, this was, I'd say it's about Gabe Kapler or anybody, right? To send a TMZ, to send a crew to the guy's house, start watching the guy's house. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. And then they see a pizza and beer delivery getting delivered. And without knowing anything, they go and report that Joe Judge is celebrating getting fired. When in reality, what he did was he invited his staff over as a thank you, you know, um, for that. We don't need to do that. Let's criticize the dopey things he did all year. But but that is not something that, like I said, you know, look, getting fired isn't a fun thing. No. It's not. You know, give the guy dignity is what I'm saying. So I didn't like that. I didn't like that uh, by TMZ. That's just garbage, in my opinion. When you're doing that, that's just you must have a slow week is all I'm telling you to do that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought the same myself as yeah. much as sometimes those stories are like funny or whatever. It's this, just, I, it, yeah, it was look, like, I left, I left for a second and then I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, you know, at that point, what significance does it really have? They fired him. He's gone. He's, I hope, I hope he's like got a low assistant job next year and I can make fun of him that way. Not that it's bad to take a low assistant job, but I want to see him really, I want to see him do really bad at that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Cause I just don't like the guy, but I don't wish get the guy. Dig, I want the guy to have dignity. And if he does a good job and coaches himself back into another job, who knows? I haven't really been like that with Dave Kaplan, though. Cause, uh, um, but, you know, again, I don't wish any bad on, on that. Give the guys – he's got he's got a family and stuff like that. You, you don't do stuff like that. Do you? No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, getting getting back to, to Bandolero, um, mm. that's an interesting one. I um, think it's a brilliant – by the way, brilliant move. Yeah. If you want my opinion – what a brilliant move! I mean, you you jump start you're trying to jumpstart Bandolero, right? I don't know how I didn't think of this one either. What better way? Firecrackers like one of the most sought after limiteds, right? Yep. This is a great way to jumpstart to jumpstart this. I, I think it was brilliant. I think it was a brilliant move by Oliver and Dave on that one. Uh, well done, well done on that one. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. Like I think they're good blends, so I think it's even better. Yeah, well, they they also kind of they they reworked Bandolero a little bit last year too. So Bandolero's got like a little bit of a facelift. It's a little bit more defined. Before it wasn't really defined that they there was there was different yeah. blends. They weren't really specified. Now they they kind of have Bandolero uh, got like a nice little facelift. It's nice and fresh. There's some different stuff going on. There's some new stuff in Bandolero. So I think you're perfectly. I think you're spot on. I mean, yeah. What better way to bring more awareness to it? Then to good put it, lim- this, yeah, put it right in the spotlight. Put do a limited edition with it. That a limited edition um, thing that you already do that everyone's already looking for. Like, oh, who is it? Bandolero. And there's people out there who are like, oh, what's Bandolero? And like, that's gonna be the firecracker. Well, yeah. So if you want firecrackers, it's a cheaper way to do it in terms of it's not as gonna be a, a Bandolero twelve to fifteen dollars cigar. It's nine dollars. If you like the firecracker, you give this a shot, right? And who knows? Um. I, I guess I just I thought it was a winning move. It was just a it was a no brainer here. I, mean, I don't know how I didn't think of it, but that's why these guys are, are making cigars and I'm not. So I know. my my prediction my prediction on that is um, they'll they will do that release. It'll go out. People will get it. People will smoke it. As long as it's still a good cigar, 
which it's coming from Nelson Alfonso, so there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Um, and, you know, as Dave said, you know, they work on these things years in advance, so it's not like it was rushed. It's not last minute. This was planned. Um, I would say goes out, people buy it. For the most part, I think people are going to like it. And then I think you see people start to venture into the regular Bandolero core line, and I think you see those sales begin to increase. Yeah. Um, because people will be like, all right, that, that'll be their entryway into Bandolero. Like, oh, I'm going to get a firecracker because I always get the firecrackers, but I've never had Bandolero. They'll get right. it, and they'll be like, oh, now i got to go try all the other Bandoleros. This is actually pretty good. So I, I, yeah, I, think, you, I, yeah. I think it's more than just the firecracker yeah. itself. I think that, um, you know, doing that limited edition firecracker release is like a quick, you know, money grab. It's a quick release, blah, blah, blah. People are going to buy it. But I think it, it sets you up for the future by getting more people into your core line. Right. Totally. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the guy who's always down on limited editions. You are. Uh, That's true. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, it's true. And I think this was a good move. I think Perdomo Firecracker was the opposite. It, it was the opposite. Look, Perdomo, the idea was maybe to bring the Perdomo smokers into the Firecracker series. I think with that one. Uh, going the know, other way with it. it. Going the other way with yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Right, you have the corporate almost so let's get them to the firecrackers and maybe we can win them on and then they start smoking other firecrackers and get to the other brands. So I think it, there's a little different approach with that. Do you uh you know, I thought of another one that I, I could predict for the future. Uh huh. I think about Davidoff. Now I don't think that they would do it with a white label. Um We talk Camacho didn't we talk Camacho though? Well that's what I was gonna I, I don't I, yeah. can't, I can't remember, but that's what I was gonna say. I could see them doing something with the Camacho line from Davidoff, and I think that that would be really interesting too, because you have um you have that umbrella with Davidoff that they have, and you do it a, an exclusive with them. And again, I think it's similar to the Perdomo situation, like you said. I don't think it's to get people onto the Davidoff products like Camacho Avo and all that. Uh, yeah. they don't have they don't need help with that. I think that getting that following into the firecracker following i think that would be a big move by having a company like them kind of project that out there as yeah. well yep that would be an interesting move that would be a move i'd like to see yeah i i agree i think it would be very interesting do you think now i know you don't like limiteds but i had this mm -hmm. question i wanted to ask you in regards to the firecracker now traditionally it's always been a very small batch release limit i think what what is the average i think he does about a thousand boxes a year and I think he keeps 500, and then he distributes 500. I think is how it goes. Yeah, there's a there's a distribution that goes out to the United Retailers. Yeah, because I think I think two guys cigars dot com gets it first, and people can buy it there. And then I and think then it he's, goes to yes. United. Yeah. Yeah. So now, do you think as this firecracker seems to be getting more and more popular, do you think as time goes on, do you think that this expands into uh, bigger batches, bigger releases, and at, and at, and at what point? Does he start collaborate? Because remember, like he's gonna do this with with brands that he carries to do a firecracker, right? So at what point does he either have to a start uh, doing new stuff with people who, that he already has done with, or he has to um, kind of change? I don't know. He's gotta just keep finding new brands he brings in and sets us up. I don't, at what point does, do you think that this starts to change for him? Based on the current way he does it. Yeah, I think for the most part, the Firecrackers will be an annual release. Um, I think for the most part. You know, it used to be they were one and done, but then we saw Sokka get extra runs of it, Perdomo. Um, I'm leaving out one other that they did. Oh, Cro-Magnon, Romacraft. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But 
does it get to a point where one of those sizes becomes a regular production line? Uh, where it's more like like they have one already. I know that. Like they have the United Firecracker. Right. There is but, a firecracker I mean, that's always available. But I'll give you an example. Like maybe you take the Kristoff, the pissed off Kristoff Firecracker, right? Yep. And then maybe you put that into regular production. Uh, and then that's you know you, again you offer it to kind of your best retailers. You got to be you know carry x number of things. You know, I could see that. I don't. Yeah, I could see that. Well, or uh, or where I think what I meant by this was. Uh, not just like doing like a, a rerun of something that was already done, but maybe working with right. a, maybe with, um, working with a manufacturer that already did one, but then maybe doing it with a different blend. So like See, with Kristoff, like yeah, with Kristoff yeah. doing like the pissed off, right? Who's to say they can't come back and do it with the Vengeance line next? It's Kristoff, but it's a different line, mm. different blend, different yeah. makeup. Just kind of thoughts, just thinking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think there's some merit to that. Um. You know, I did something a little interesting this year on Coop. Uh, if you saw the article that came out um, today, it was a uh, article on average scores I had on Coop by Batola. Yep. And uh, you know, there were two firecrackers that were reviewed during the year. Uh, and I actually, for the first, I used to put firecracker under the other category. This year, firecrackers now it's own Batola category going forward. So interesting. I think that's why. And I, I'm just thinking again. I just think this thing is a. Uh, it has exploded. Um, it's, some, it's one of the most anticipated uh, annual releases, and uh, it's. I think every year it's going to be fun to guess who's doing it. And I, but I do think to your point, they're going to eventually start cycling back. Like I still think, like I'd love to see a Perdomo uh, Maduro firecracker next. Yep, I agree. So I mean, you know, I was just, and again, I'm, I'm speculating here. Or you know, you mentioned Kristoff. Maybe they do. They take another. They take the uh, Vengeance blend and do it. You know, you know that would G- be a really. Jay Davis commented with something very interesting. I'm not a United dealer, so I wouldn't benefit from it, but would be interesting to see a collection of firecrackers similar to the Monster Mash. I know logistically it would be tough. Uh, that's true because yeah, good. I think it would be really cool to see something like that if they have all the relationships in place. We just get most of them in there. I think it would be gun fun to see that. I I think so too. I mean, you'd have to have everyone probably remake some of those batches. Um, you know, to get them, uh, you know, to to be able to do that again, because again, these are like usually one and dones. So you would have to have them remade, um, and then you'd have to figure out. Th- there would be a lot of logistics there. It's a little I, easier with Pete because Pete's doing it all at one factory. Yes, you're now at the quarter with ten different factories. Abe Abe did it with the uh, Abe did it with the uh, microblend series yes. a few years ago. I mean, it's a question I may ask Abe on Tuesday on the show. Like, how did he do it? Did he have stuff put away? Did he have to recommission these to be made? Because he, he had a 10-pack to 10 different manufacturers. Right. So, yeah, I so would say it's not yeah, impossible. Yeah. It can be done. Um, you made good points. You know, Pete, Pete has it all under one brand in one factory. Uh, yeah. But Abe has done it with his microblend series. I would be interested to know how he did that. And then that would maybe give us a better if he if he had some of those put away, that's one thing. If he had everyone remake those micro blends again, okay, well, you know, it, it, I'm not saying he can't do it. But it would it would it would take some play. I, and I think someone like uh United and, and David Garofalo, I, I think that they could pull that off. Um so I, I would not rule it out completely. Uh, but I, I think it either. but I think it is an interesting idea. I think that's a fun idea. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I like I like an idea like that. Um and while we're while we're on the subject of United, moving on to other topics, uh, they announced earlier, and you could probably read about it um, 
or you probably have read about it, but you can read about it on smokingtobacco.com as well as cigarcoop.com. Uh, the news that came out of their new distribution deal with Arnold Andre, which if you don't know yes. who that is, which most people probably don't know who that is, um, they are a pretty big and prominent company over in Europe. They're based out of Germany. Um, they're, if I'm not mistaken, Coop, they're the biggest machine-made cigar manufacturer in Germany who recently got into the premium cigar game when they acquired a facility down in uh, the Dominican Republic to produce right. premium handmade cigars. Uh, now they're making their, their entryway into the United States market uh, through uh, distribution with United Cigar. Very excited to see that. They will be displayed uh, and they will be shown at TPE in a couple weeks. Uh, I will be there. Coop will not, but um, so we'll, we'll definitely have some up close and hands-on, mm -hmm. um, content for you with that. But Coop, I wanted to ask you about this. So this, this is very interesting, very, very unknown brand to the Americans. Um, I, when I first heard it, I said, who, um, and I had to look it up and read about it, but very interesting. And they're going to be bringing two lines here, the Montosa and the Terranova. Uh -huh. uh, and I believe they both have some pretty low price points, too. I think the Montosas yeah. are like six and change, maybe $7 a cigar. Very reasonable, yeah. Six yeah, not, dollars, not, not, not too expensive either. No. Um, Nice presentation. For the, uh, I'll say that. So this was interesting for me because I have heard of Arnold Andre. Um, I knew, you know, that they were um, a machine-made company. Um, I but they I knew that they were they're a big not only a producer they're a distributor, and you know a lot of um, U.S. based companies have, have used them for uh, European distribution. Um, Hoya de Nicaragua, which I'm smoking right now, currently uses them. Davidoff used to use them uh, for their European. So they're 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 big. They're capable. I've heard of them. I did not know that they had their own premium operations. That was the part that was new to me. Um, so I think it's a smart move um, that, that United jumping on this right now. I think it was a brilliant move, and uh, it gives them it, it give they can bring something to the table. I guess what's new, and I guess FA they do it right. And then here's what happens: if they can't do it, if it doesn't sell, and then FDA comes, you're not nothing lost. So I think I think it's. Might as well take a shot with it. If this thing turns out to be a monster, then you, you obviously go through the FDA channels for that. But so I it was, again, I think you're making some good moves in here. I thought uh, I can't now with a cigar. I'm gonna trust that Oliver knows his cigars, and the cigars are really good. So um, you know, again, I think it was a, a low risk move here, in my opinion. Yeah, I was interested to see that, and you know, it's funny because we saw. All right, let me ask you this question uh -huh. before I get too jumbled in my own thoughts. Yeah. Do you? There seems to be this new entryway in European brands coming to the U.S. We saw this last year with El Septimo, another big established brand over in Europe coming into the United States. Now we see Arnold Andre coming into the United States, again, from Europe. Uh, is there a trend here that we're seeing with... Uh, we're seeing some new, some new foreign brands outside of our wheelhouse coming into the United States. I'm going to say no, um, but I'll reserve the right to change my mind in a few months if I see a change. So, I mean, it, it's happened before. I mean, um, Royal Agio came in first with Drew Estate, and then they set up their own operations. So, I mean, it, it, it has happened. There are other cases I can think of 
that's happened. I think it'll be interesting to see what Mirafell does. There's uh, another one there, yep. I, I don't see, I mean, I think we talked about this. I see Mirafell starting in Europe first, you know, based on what they have. But what is Mir? I, I you know, I think it'll be easier for Mirafell to find a, you know, did they distribute through J.C. Newman? That would be an obvious one, right? True. But, you know, Royal Agio was interesting because they came with they, Drew State. They worked with Drew State for a while, and then they tried to set up shop on their own in the U.S., and that's that's a big undertaking, right? So if a European brand wants to get into the U.S., it's much easier to go to this distribution route, at least to start. Um, so, you know, we shall see. But I, I don't know how many other European brands are trying to get into this market right now. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards no. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a lot of these non-Cuban ones, but I could be wrong. Someone could correct me on that, so I reserve the right to be wrong on that. Yeah, I think that's a that's that's fair. Um, another one that I I believe, I don't know a lot about it. Um, so so excuse me if I if I do say something that is incorrect. Um, there's another brand out there that I also believe is of European origin. That is, I want to say not new new, but relatively new to the U.S. market, and that's Patoro. Yeah, they well they been they've been around for a few years. Um, they went through um, they went to CLE for a while. Ah, and now they're with uh, Delos Race, so they uh, they 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 went that route too. And it, it you know it's a tough route. It's a tough route to do. Um, I just don't think they had enough feet on the ground in the U.S. market, and, and CLE just couldn't do it for them. Yeah, I know that they're still here with a few shops. Um, good, good cigars, by the way. Ooh, fantastic! Fantastic cigars. Those Brazilian cigars they make are beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it just didn't seem like it got a lot of traction here. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's like um, the uh, for a while it looked like they were going to really take off. They hired a national sales manager and everything. So, but it, I guess it's it's, it's it's it's. I think the problem is those owners. They're based in Switzerland. They need to, you need to have a lot of boots on the ground here. Uh, we saw Maya Silva, a big European company, right? Uh, they're, they're a monster in Europe. Uh, they set up a U.S. distribution operation, and it's been, I think they've had to work that very hard. I don't think it's gone extremely well for them, but it takes a long time to do it, you know? So, um, you know, it, it's, it, but that's the other one I could think of that's come over. But they have, they have their own office in the U.S. and everything. Yeah. It, it, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just gonna say, like, it, it, it's still interesting to kind of see some some new blood in the game. You know, whether or oh, not I it takes good. off or cigars. Yeah. Uh, it, it's great. I think it's it's great to see it. Um, you know, it, it we're we're so used to seeing the same things. You know, yeah. um, not that you know. Look, most of these cigars are still made in a lot of the same countries of origin, you know, that we do have. Uh, but the brands, you know, we're we're just so much more familiar with here. So, so to see these mm-hmm. brands that are that are established, but that we we don't know, come in, and uh, and try to play in our play in our yeah. sandbox and just see how they perform against, um, you know, our well, the existing United stuff have to we work have. Hard with those brands. Oh, they, they will. They will. Yeah, I think they will. I'm not saying, but. They just can't, like, and I don't think they're going to be the kind of guys to just let them put up. You know, I, I've seen this happen. Just put them out there, and whatever happens, happens. I, I can see a very hands-on approach they're going to work with this. I think this one will be, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting to watch it unfold. Uh, my prediction is that um, I think, especially with the trade shows coming into play, you know, people, you know, retailers being able to go and 
meet with Oliver and and see it and stuff like that and and and, and have Oliver you know really you know tell the story and explain it and I haven't tried them yet myself so I, I can't say that they're a good cigar and no, I don't I don't know I haven't smoked them but I think you're right I think if anyone's gonna be able to sell this it'll be them they'll they'll put a lot of effort in they're not just gonna be like yeah we'll we'll take it and see what it does right. like, they'll be like right. they're like oh no we're gonna take this and like we're gonna run with it like so you know this is what you're in for yeah. I mean, I've seen companies that take on distribution. They do nothing for the brands. In them, but just put them on an order form. And I think United still being such a smaller distributor. Yeah. Um, I, they have the 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 energy, the resources, the right. focus to focus on um, something like this. They don't have yeah. to. I mean, they got, and, they got the Atabay and Byron. That's their big. That's their crown jewel. They have a they lot of other but stuff. They select, those, those are selected tobacco. They distribute that, keep them not their own brand. No. Right, but I mean as a distributor, yeah. I mean they have some responsibility yeah. in the way that you know that stuff's sold. Um so I mean I think that they're not so I think they're in a good position is what I'm trying to get at. They're in a good position with with where they are to do something like this. Um so I I think it's going to be great for them. If it's not, I'm going to be a little surprised to be honest with you, but uh I I think that they they will do well with this. Yeah, I agree. I think they will too. Like I said, they already proved they could do it with selected tobacco. Yeah, exactly. So I, think, I, I think yeah. So I, like I said, that's why I don't have a problem. But you know, Oliver had to work for a long time with that. So it wasn't. It didn't come overnight. No, no, it did yeah. not. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so earlier this week, we had, uh, as I mentioned before, we had Barry Stein on the Smoke a Tobacco Show. Um, and during that show, uh, in our news segment, we had talked about. Some some news out of PCA, as we we commonly do on the Smoke Tobacco Show, uh-huh. and this one's a very interesting. Um, and there'll be some points here to talk about as well. Uh, they announced their mission statement, as well as they were adding four more seats to the board. Now, two of these seats have already been taken by Christian Aroa of CLE and Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley. Um, and the other two spots will be uh, will be voted upon on an election mm-hmm. process. And then Scott Pierce makes 20. Then he, he would be the 20th member of the board. Right. So um, when this story broke on KMA today, Abe died laughing when well, you, when you, you know, brought like, this up. you know, I, yeah. So uh, for those who didn't see KMA, uh, you know, reiterate some of the points that you made uh, regarding this topic. Well, well, there's three things, and we actually didn't get into one of the points, and we can get into it. Uh, and that was the, the new mission statement. Yeah. which we, we didn't even talk about. And by the way, I think it's worth talking about. I agree. Uh, so the second thing was that they are expanding the board of directors from 15 to 19. That's that Abe off into a laugh where I really didn't get to say that the third thing was that there is, they're expanding the number of associate members who were basically the brand owners um, from one to five. And like you said, two of the spots, Mike Condor already has one spot from Crown Heads, and the two other spots are being filled by Christian Aroa and Alan Rubin. With the other two going up for election, but Abe was Abe was in his hysteria, and I he was and he's in his hysteria because, you know, the idea of expanding the board I think was already too big to begin with. Now it's bigger. Uh, that's a very big board of directors you got now. Um, it's a lot of hands I, in the I, pot. What was that? It's a lot of uh, or maybe not the pot. A lot of hands in the cookie jar. It's a lot of voices and a lot of. Sure, sure it is. Um, what I will say to the kind of, and I didn't really, again, I didn't really get chance to get this point in either. Um, you know, I, I think they went through a really good process to do this. I don't think this was throwing things on the board 
uh, with post-it notes and a brainstorm. So I think they went through a very structured assessment to what they needed to do with this, and they, they, they obviously came to the best conclusion here. So I want to respect the process that they went through and give it a chance. You know, the, and again, I, I, there's a town hall, and now I'm hearing there's a separate media meeting happening. Um, I just found this out yesterday. So we're going to have a chance to answer our questions from Scott. So, I mean, the initial feeling I have is too big. Like you said, more ideas, harder to make decisions, and I think you need to operate a little leaner. Um, on the other hand, they wanted to throw something out there to get more manufacturers and brand owners on the board, but they, no one was willing to give up any seats, as Abe said. So now you have a 19-member board plus Scott Pierce. So tough. I think it's, I think it's a tough I, – I applaud them for thinking forward – uh, but now you got to make this work, guys. I mean, that's the thing. Now you got to make it work. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, and like Abe said, he made a good point about, he's like, well, if you're going to do it, I wouldn't have done it so publicly. I would have made it a little bit quieter. Um, um, I think you had to be public. I, you know, I disagree with Abe on that. This is an organization, what have they been accused of time and time again? Doing things behind closed doors, not being transparent enough. Now they're being transparent. We, we can't beat them up over that. I mean, Good point. This is, this is, this is, yeah, I mean, I got to say, since Scott's come in there, the level of transparency is getting better and better here. No, I disagree with Abe on that respectfully, yeah. This is one I think that was the right, right, right make going public. I don't know what you'd have to gain by going, you know. By, by doing it any other way. Well, I think he was... I think his point being, you know, he didn't agree with it, and I think he feels, you know, especially his position... I think it's fair. I think that's fair. I, just, I think it's fair to disagree with it. And I think that his yeah. feeling as a retailer, such as himself, um, and with his experience, I think he feels that a lot of his peers would feel the same way, and I think that mm -hmm. he's feeling like, well, you know, you're just opening yourself up to a lot of criticism. So there's that, and I do, and the PCA already has enough criticism on their hands as it is. Now, but I also see what you're saying with, well, at the same time, they're trying to be more transparent where previously sure. they weren't. So it's almost like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Abe's right in a sense, but it also doesn't mean that that's the route they should take, um, because we also don't want to give up, you know, this new level of communication that we have with the uh, the Premium Cigar Association. Um, another thing that they did kind of rehashed was you know last year at, at pca trade show was the first time that they actually held a press conference for all of the media to come in and ask them questions and, and be open sure. about information mm -hmm. um i know they that did we, a great job with that yeah they did a great job i think there was some things that could have been a little bit better but for the most part it was a successful uh attempt um some of the biggest critics were even impressed with that i think the half guys were who were there who have been big critics as well they i think they were they were fine with that you know Maybe they didn't agree with everything, but 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 again, there was much more. We people don't remember Matt. You don't remember how it was ten years ago. No, I don't. For media, it, it really was. Yeah, we've they've come a long way. The, uh, the two more points were made during that show, and Barry right. even Barry even chimed in. I, I know I, I know you saw the show, so I think you remember most of it. But on that topic, and Barry weighed in on this. There was some people who chimed in. Uh, and they said two, di and there was two different things that were said. There was um, one: why don't they have more media representation on the board? 
And yeah. then the other one was, well, why is it that they don't have a, cons- a consumer representative on the board to speak of it? And, well, first of all, to address the second one first, it just doesn't work that way because that's not what that organization is for. That that organization is not made for the consumer. No, yeah. That is a It's a trade organization. It's a trade organization that, if anything, mostly facilitates um, – you know the transactions between the manufacturer well, and retailer. What is the consumer going to contribute? What is the consumer going to contribute to the Premium Cigar Association specifically? Wait, what are they? What are they bring to the table that's unique? Is my question. Like, what qualifies them to be on a board? Uh, maybe you have someone who's got board experience, but I, I don't see what you benefit from that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, outside of outside of trade, yes, the Premium Cigar Association does represent. Um, it's le- very le- yeah, it's trade legal yeah. legal and legislative aid. Um, for the industry as a whole, in regards to the industry, kind of versus the FDA slash yeah. the government as well. So yeah, that's that's kind of a, its own caveat, and that does affect even the consumers too. So I I, I do get that, but when you're being specific to um, the trade aspect of the PCA. Yeah, you're right. The, the consumer is not going to be able to bring anything to that table because any any suggestions that they have, or just they don't even have, they don't they have the same knowledge of kind of the inner workings right. to be able to say yeah. to these people like, oh well, this that and the other thing, it it, it just won't work that way. Boards for that reason, you can have a, a focus groups that you can get their opinion on. So exactly. Yeah, I don't think a board of directors is another story entirely. Yeah. Yeah. In return, in regards to the media comment, um, that one I, I know also. Um, I think Barry and you disagreed on as well um, by not having I media. I agree with Barry on the consumer. I agree with him on the consumer, but that's why I disagree with Barry. Uh, so, uh, so Barry was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't really remember it exactly. So I think yeah, yeah, Barry was for it, but you you had disagreed with that. Um, explain that one to me. Not that I disagree. Mm-hmm. Right, I just just no, to, no. to have it out there. Uh, Okay, so I have to put myself in a maybe a different category than most people, and the answer for me is on media, right? So I have much more of a news focus maybe than most media brands, maybe half will the other one, but there really aren't a lot of us out there. I wouldn't even say I'd say we have more news focus than even Aficionado has, and people can laugh at me on that, but I'm, I'll stand by that. So. If I go serve on a board of directors as a media person, I am immediately, I have immediately put myself into a conflict of interest. It, how can I objectively report on what's going on in the PCA? Because guess what? If people forget already. 2019, I buried them. I mean, it was bad. They were mad at me coming out of the 2019 show. I buried them on that trade show. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't all roses with the 21 trade show. I said some things that were critical. I can't do that and be on the board of directors. On the other hand, I could be exposed to stuff on the board of directors that can affect, that could kind of constrain me into writing something. And I don't want to have that problem. So from a media perspective, um, I am happy to have media credentials and cover them. I don't need to be making decisions for this board. Um, if they want my opinion on something, they can ask my opinion on something. Um, but I, I have to avoid that conflict. And by the way, I don't know what a media per I mean, I understand we pay dues and all that, right? I understood what Barry said on that. But, again, what is a media person bringing here, I mean, to decide things on this? Like, 
And why would you give a media person a seat when you when the retailers and the manufacturers already have this big divide already? You know, you better off giving that to another manufacturer, in my opinion. But yeah, conflict of interest is, is the short answer for me. I would say that being on on the board, I would agree that that makes a lot of sense. Um, what I think, what I think could happen, would be a separate board that's only media. Advisor, you could have an advisory board. Yes. By the way, I wouldn't serve on that either, but I wouldn't fault anyone from the media who did. Because, again, I have to be able to cover this objectively from the outside. Right. And if I'm privy to certain stuff and non-disclosures, I don't want to be in the middle of it. But I can see, like, a you or, or Dojo or Aaron, uh, you know, even Bear uh, doing that. You know, I could see it. it just wouldn't work for me. I cannot have my hands tied on that. So I would say that would kind of be the appropriate solution to that yeah. by having a board that's dedicated to media and media only and then maybe you know but Scott... they don't have any decision making i'd say they'd be more an advisory board exactly no, more yeah, yeah. more of just kind of the way that certain things get handled or the media is con as a consensus representatives of the media who, who tell yeah. the pca like things that they should be doing for us or in this and that but not necessarily in the same conversation that the right the right, board right. I, has I, yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that that would be appropriate, and I think that's something that they could yeah. and should and probably yeah. will work on eventually, um, especially during Scott Pierce's tenure uh, with the Premium Cigar Association. But in terms of consumers, I don't think that there's any way that they can be involved within uh, no, the association. No, it, it, it's, it's – uh, you can't. You can't. Um, and actually, Barry did a good job explaining that. Uh, you know, He talked about there's other events – and stuff like that. No, he, he that's I agree a hundred percent with what he said on that. Um, I disagree with him completely on the media end. However, Barry's not really covering this heavy like like some of the other guys are, and, and that's so that's why I can see why he said that too. But but I think the way you phrase it, that would be perfect for someone who wants to do that in that type of, in a whatnot advisory capacity. Yeah, I, I think that is. And in fact, yeah. I think they should do it. If anything, yeah. they, they should do that. Because uh, yeah. I, I don't think media should be voting for board members either. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've heard some criticism of that. I don't think they should be voting in that case. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and again, yeah. I think because and for the same reason. I mean, you made a lot of good points. It's the media still has to be able. To, what goes on there, it still gets reported on the media. So you have to be able to have this stance mm -hmm. as a media person yeah. to be able to report yeah. on something with no bias. Without having Listen, any skin in the game. Yeah. Um, the communication has been so much better out of this organization. It's not perfect, I get it, but they've improved a lot in the last couple of years. I think they've really tried in this case to communicate with the media. I think they're doing – I cannot fault them. Is everything perfect? No, but, but man, I'm very I'm – I feel like I'm in a good place in terms of covering this organization. I feel like I can effectively get the information I need, and when it's not out there, I can email someone and they respond. Yeah, I I feel I would feel the same way, and I think it's especially again while Scott Pierce is around, I think it's it, it'll get better too. He seems yeah. to really be uh, he seems to have a good handle, especially with the media angle. Um, so I'm really optimistic to see you know what else he can do for media and how and how that all plays out. Um, yeah. But you know, speaking of you know PCA uh, in the PCA trade show, you know that's that's still some time away. We still got like what like six months until that comes down. But in less than two weeks, we will see the beginning of Tobacco Plus Expo 2022. 
Um, you Cigar Coop will not be there. Smoking Tobacco will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figured either way, we could kind of do a little pregame uh, with that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think we could. Yep. I think that we're we're right on the right on the we're time to do that. We're still covering all the releases and everything. Yeah, yes. It's not gonna be on the floor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you won't be attending, but you will be covering. Uh, I should yes. clarify that. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll throw it to you first. Um. What are you hoping to see? Um. From TPE. Now I know that TPE. I don't think you were there last year either. Um, I have been there before, but I was not there in May. Yeah. Um. What are you hoping to see from TPE at, you know, a show that takes place, you know, right at the beginning of the year um, that could set the tone for a lot of things going down the line? You know, it's interesting. Well, there's there's the there's the we'll talk the product end and then the convention end of things. Okay. yeah. Uh, So the product end of things, this is not a show that you're going to have a lot of new products on. Um, I think it's an opportunity for some companies definitely. To get a jump start, like United clearly is the leader out of the gate right now. Yep. In terms and Altus, I'd say the two companies that have already been really announcing some products there right now, and I think they're making some moves. So they get a jump on it. But I think what you're looking at this trade show is you're looking to take a te- you're looking to get orders. This is an order taking show, um, more so than PCA. Um, so I think you want to look at this and come out and have good orders. I don't think last year's. Well, we we're happy to be here and get back and. You know, uh, you know, even if we don't get a lot of orders, it's great to be back. I think this year's a little different. This year, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make make the most. It's of back. Day. It's back to business. Yeah, and I always say I don't necessarily. I would not. Necessarily, it's back to business. Don't how much like you added a trade at a trade show. Strategically, how that's gonna line up your year as a manufacturer and a retailer. Okay, this is stuff by order. Is this stuff gonna really? Turn like I saw stuff, and, and I'm manufacturers that give me stuff that I know I could turn in my shop. And at the same point, the manufacturers are they looking to say, you know, orders are up and all that, you know, are you know, and they have a challenge of delivering that stuff. So I think you really got to measure the business of this trade show more this year than that. I've done family reunions right now. This is another set of lockdowns, okay? We, we, this is not the year of getting everyone back together on one roof with that. Now, convention-wise, they, I, I, I applaud PBE for their safety initiatives. Um, there's going to be safety initiatives. Yeah. I just hope they enforce them. I mean, if you're going to have these, if you have initiatives, whether it's yours or whether it's by the, by the county or the convention center, you, you got to enforce it. And by the way, people, you got to comply with it. Because you, if you don't like wearing a mask, guess what? You maybe shouldn't go to TPE. You, and guess what? If you're it's a company, if you work for a company and you don't like wearing a mask, you may want to talk to your company about being there. All right, those are the rules. You got to follow them. Let's not be the cigar industry people who are going to be the rebels and just make make us look like shit. So, well, what I will yeah. say, and I don't think we will, and I don't think that will happen. But I'm, there's a few people. You know, there's a few people. Out there. Right? Yeah. There's always there's always there's always the few in the yeah. bunch. What I will yeah. say is, you know, we both were not there, but. Uh, last year, but we do know that uh, for, from the people I talked to who were there, uh, they seem to do a good job at forcing it uh, with with mask wearing and, and there's designated smoking they sent areas. They a memo, and, actually, though, the first day, though, saying it wasn't happening. Uh, say that again? Sorry? There was a memo sent out the first day, like, apparently, I guess they got reprimanded a bit, and they reminded everyone you got to comply. 
Because uh, I, from the few people I talked to who were who were there, um, they had they had people going around. That was the second day. Yeah, that was the second day. Oh, so that so that so it started after the first day. It was like that first half day, and then the second ah. day is when they had the. Uh, the dominatrixes. I don't know what you want to call. Oh them. yeah, that's right. Yeah. They, that's uh, that's yeah. what I heard. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because when I because what happened is we uh, we live we had live on the floor like and we brought them in and we were here. It was much better enforcement and I think they kind of put a little fun angle on it. Um, good you know, good job. But you know, don't let the TP have to send out an email the first day reminding people that they have to comply. Right? You should just be be a good citizen and steward of the show. And just do what you have to do here. I know some of the rules are stupid, but I don't. I think there's a good benefit to, to try to make sure people are safe. And I know some stuff's ridiculous, but we got, we got to do it. We got to just put. We got to show why. Like, if we want to show why we're the best industry in the world, then just show. You know, don't don't make don't make a. This is not a place to make political stands or anything like that on this. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Um, you know, at least you know. For yeah. the for the safety of everyone, and for just for the sake of the the flow of the show, yeah. I mean, don't make it more yeah. complicated. Um, I think TP really cares, you know, about people being there. Obviously, in the end, they don't want their show canceled, right? Don't get no, wrong. yeah, and I know. Sure they would cancel it on their own, but I think they do care, and I think they put a lot of time into their safety plan. So I want to see it work. And yeah. you know, I I think the the general consensus is like nobody likes wearing a mask and all that. Like regardless of how you feel about the safety, yeah. I don't think anyone loves it. Uh, I don't yeah. think you have people that are like, I can't wait to yeah. wear my mask. But it's like at the same time, yeah, you, you're gonna have to. You know, it, it's it's the safety yeah. protocol, uh, especially with with COVID getting hot again right now. So it's, it's definitely a sensitive time too. Um, the fact that the show is still happening is still, I think, a blessing uh, that they're still able to do it. So follow the safety protocols with it. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't become too challenging uh, for anyone. It sounds to me like the way they're doing it, you, you'll still have your opportunity to smoke product and try new stuff at the show without, you know. It's not, from what I understand, it's not going to be just all masks everywhere. You will be able to take your mask off and smoke in a booth, um, just not in the in the walkways. Now, whether or not you agree with that and like how it makes sense, right. I, I, so that's, that's a separate. That's just, yeah, you're you're agreeing to go to the show. You're visiting someone home, right? And you have to abide by the rules of the house. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And look, people, look. If you're a guy, you forget to put your mask back on walking, and someone says something. Just say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and put it back on. I mean, that's that's all you need to do on that, um, you know. But uh, you know, I I I could tell you, I heard of a few isolated cases last year. People just, you know, they, I'm not wearing a mask. P reps, I've heard reps saying this, and I'm like, really? I would, I don't even want to go there. I don't mind because I'm gonna say something that I'll regret. Yeah, no, that's but fair. But when I hear reps, when I see reps on social media saying this stuff, this is not. That's not the way to do things. I'm sorry. Um. I think most of the people uh, exhibiting at TPE have been announced, and it's out on the list. Uh, at least in terms, you know, in terms of the cigar people, which is what we care about. There's there's other yeah. non-cigar related products there, but that's not our realm. So, again, sticking to cigars, premium handmade cigars, which is our domain. I think everyone's been announced who's going to be there. Um, I know the big guys will be there. Uh, you know, we talked to you know United will be there, and we think it'll be a good show for United. Who else? Yes. Who else uh, that you know of that will be there? Uh, do you think will have a will have a good uh, a good show? Um, I'm gonna put all to this at the top of the list right now in Drew Estate. Drew Estate, uh, yeah. Drew Estate. I mean, Drew Estate. I mean, I was there two years ago. This was their, This was a big event for them. They put a lot into this. Uh, the they have an amazing booth. 
it, it just had a very great vibe. The booth last time they had like a model humidor in it, like a, a walk-in humidor. Uh, was coffee and stuff. Altidus had a small booth when I was there. They upgraded the booth significantly this year. So I mean, I, I look, I look at that. Uh, Espinosa's got a big release. I mean, they got the Guy Fieri uh, uh, knuckle sandwich. sandwich. Uh, so that's a big, you know, you know. I don't think they'll have cigars to smoke knuckle sandwiches there, but maybe I'll start seeing the product, taking orders. So that's a that was a big move for them that they made. Um, so I, I, would I agree. Look at that. I don't know. I don't know what Davidoff in general do with this show. Um, they've tended to be a little more low key. Davidoff, this show doesn't fit into their model, right? Uh, it fits more Camacho and Abadu, but to a lesser extent, right? And then Generals just for whatever reason hasn't had a real force at, at that show the last couple of years. Last year I didn't hear they had much, and neither did when I was there two years ago. So. Um, I'd look at that. I think there's, I think there's gonna be a, a lot of boutiques that are gonna look to shine there. I don't have the whole list in front of me, but I know like HBC, Rainier is gonna bring his best foot forward. JRE, Husto. I don't know if Husto is bringing new product or not, but he'll be there as well. Uh, with that, so um, I don't think Fuente's going. I don't think Satawai he's going. I, Rocky, I think will be there, and I think Rocky will bring something. I'd be surprised if he does. Rock, he had a small booth, but I, I can't see Rocky passing up. This chance. I'm trying to bring up the. Um, I don't think Rocky's going to be there. I think he's, he's going to have people there, though. Uh, exhibitor list. Here we go. Uh, let me see. I wish there was a way to filter this into just cigars. I don't know if there is a way. Um, let's see. Uh, Adventura will be there. Aganorsa Leaf. Big, Alec yeah. Bradley. Yep. Yeah. Alec We'll have a big. Uh, it's funny, Alex. So it's Alec Bradley, and then it will be Alec Bradley and La Polina. Uh, All Saints Fine Cigars, Altidus, Altria Group. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, shouldn't That's non-cigar related. Um, do, 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 do. I'm just kind of going through this list. Kind of Battleground Cigars. That's another. That's a boutique brand. We saw them at PCA um, earlier this year. Blackbird Cigar will be there. Um, Blanco Cigar will be there. Yep. Um, Blue Mountain Cigars. I'm not sure if they're – is that a premium brand? They're a value brand, I'd say. Uh, Bocock Brothers I Premium Cigars. Again, I think you're right. And based on you know, what I you – know, Caldwell will be there, CLE. Um, Carolina Blue Cigar Company will be there. Casa 1910 will be there. Uh, we, we ran into them – we both ran into them uh, at PCA in 2021 in July. Um, Casa Turrent will be there. Cavalier. Uh, Cigar Oasis, Cigar for Warriors, uh, Calibri, Crowned Heads Ace Prime, Crux Cigars, Cuevas Cigar Group, Dapper Cigar, Davidoff of Geneva. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it drew a state. But how many how many releases have you heard from these companies so far? Not much. That's what I'm saying. It, it like it, it's 20 releases total. Uh, that again, like a more of a buying show. It's not more of a uh, it's not more of a product uh, preview. Now, do you do you feel that because of these reasons, um, PCA will be a bigger show? Oh, PCA is going to be a much bigger show. I mean, there's a couple of companies that have told me already they're they're not releasing stuff at TPE because they're holding it for PCA. They then because they don't you know again a lot of them feel the they understand the they like TPE they understand the importance of TPE, but and they they feel hey they're going there. 
but they feel the new going to be a PCA. And I think the other thing is companies companies have a cycle the way they work. They're not they're not like their DNA is not programmed to do all their major launches at the beginning of the year unless you're a small company. Um, and like companies like Altus and Pure State, they release stuff throughout the year, so, so it's a little different for them. Big enough to release stuff ten times a year, you know. So a little bit, but yeah, I don't like I said, I see a lot of. Uh, and it was interesting. A lot of product was brought to these shows in the past was bundles, uh, Uber Limiteds, you know. There's not like I, like I said, what, what I'm really impressed with United and Altus is so far what I've heard is there's new brands launching at there, new lines launching. You know, there's a new HL coming out at um, trade show. Yeah, the other the other uh, thing the other thing. Sorry, not to cut you off there, but as yeah. a reminder to not just you but everyone listening, um, the way that it happened last year, TPE was pushed to May, and then um, I think like seven weeks later was PCA, um, also in Las Vegas. So it was really hard to uh, it was really hard for anyone who went to TPE, especially the smaller brands, right? And they sold, and they did stuff. I heard a lot of smaller brands who did attend. They sold everything they had, and they sold the majority of what they had. And they didn't even feel it was financially viable or even worth it to fly back out there again and exhibit again at PCA. And I think that also had a huge impact on PCA last year. Now that TP is back to its January format, and there's this nice gap in between the two shows, I don't think you'll run it. Yeah, I don't think you see that problem anymore. And I think that you'll, again, you'll see people... Um, I think I think TPE will be a quieter show, and then I think you'll see PCA yeah. yep. better than last year. I know PCA is still like on its, it's kind of like on its thin ice or whatever with it, its reputation in the last few years. But I think that for 2022 in a regular year, I think that they're really going to shine. And I've also heard the same things. You know, people are holding things for PCA, not TPE, and I think that those things are really going to help. Uh, PCA this year really continue to grow off of the little bit. I mean, 2021 was it was a, uh, I like to call it the the asterisk year for them. It wasn't really horrible. It wasn't like perfect. There was a lot of circumstances involved. I get it. But now that you know, 2022, the fresh year, full year. They don't have the TPE competition as much. Um, I think it it'll be, the year. be competition, and it didn't turn out to be competition. Yeah. No. So I think that I, I think that PCA will definitely be the better show. Um, I think it'll be a bigger show, and I think it'll be bigger and better than last year. Um, yeah, I've, you're right. Arturo Fuente is is not attending, from what I see on this list. They they will not be there, um, which means that JC Newman. Makes, and again, I don't know if it makes sense for them either. Yeah. And I don't think because for that same reason, I don't think JC Newman is there either. I'm trying to find them here. That one, uh, I would, I could see them maybe going with Quorum. Actually, no, I'm sorry, them. I'm sorry. JC Newman will be there. They will be. So there. they may, yeah. So they'll be there and they distribute Fuente. So, as well um, as uh, JRE will be there. Um, yeah. J, you know, JRE, they've had a good year. They had a, they had a great year. They had a great year. Yeah. With not, without launching a major new brand either. I think that I don't think it gets talked about enough. I think JRE had a great year. They did they did some good things last year. And they did some good collaborations too. They did some collaborations with United. They had the uh they had the uh, cigar bar. The uh, cigar bar, yeah. And look, they got number one cigar on our friends how about that cigar? Uh, um Yeah, that's right. They did. Number, 
They've had a number one from Coop in 2018. They've had a number one from Garazardi. But I think this last year, it almost seemed like Jerry, they kind of turned the corner. Not turned the corner. They kind of just suddenly became a company that's penetrating. Hmm. They're, they're penetrating the market. They, they have lines that people are, are going back to. There's excitement. These lines, I mean, they keep Lanceros. And I know I'm not a big Lancero guy, but, but man, they were good Lanceros. The, 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 we, we, the production out of that factory has been great. I know Husso's got more stuff in the pipeline for this year. I'm not going to talk about it here, but he's got stuff in, in the pipeline. Um, so he's very careful when he releases stuff. What did you, what a year they've had! Absolutely, they've had. Uh, you look at that small medium company category. It's uh, certainly Jerry and United are at the top. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that they're in a they're setting themselves up for uh, for future success too. Um, do you do you think that do you think Jerry uh, continues to grow and surpasses CLE and becomes no. becomes the bigger brand, or you think CL you think Christian will still have the upper hand on that one? It'll always be the upper hand with Christian because his production capabilities are much bigger. Uh, he's making he had, obviously he has a he has a bigger factory than his father in Honduras, as far as I know. But he's got a big factory he works with in Nicaragua at the Noxa factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just got uh, yeah he's just bigger. Um, he's I think his you know his sales team's more mature. Uh, but there's no reason why JRE can't maybe be where CLE is now in, in you know eight or nine years yeah so so you know i just don't i don't i don't ever see it getting bigger i think that it's just production wise they'd have to expand their factory they'd have to expand the production operations and really focus on distribution to do that and i don't think that's in Husto's interest to do that right now interesting yeah um yeah the um also uh breaking news for those who are following along uh the Patriots have just lost to the Bills in the wild card round, so the Bills will be moving on in the uh, NFL playoffs. Um, wow, that's a, that's a little bit of a... I, I kind of thought this would be a tough game for the Patriots, too. I don't think the Bills are going to go further than they did, but, uh, but hey, they had a good year. There's nothing to take away from the Patriots this year. Yeah, finally. going to win the Super but, you know, I don't know about Matt Jones. I don't know how kind of game he had today, but, but he proved me wrong this year. I, 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 I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, so the final score in that game was forty-seven to seventeen. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty tough loss for New yeah. England. So, hey, can I give a score too? Because I didn't hear from this guy. Yeah, he told me the two teams were playing, and then he didn't tell me the final score. He knew I was doing the show, and I'm very disappointed. Final score out of the great city of Miami: the Philadelphia 76ers, one hundred nine, and the Miami Heat ninety-eight. No message from fake Alan Rubin, by the way. Believe Ooh. me, if it was the other way around, I would have heard it. <laughs> wow. He is invisible. He is invisible. And by the way, Miami's a really good team this year in the NBA. So I have a lot of respect for what the job they're doing. And, uh, I, you know, Miami's kind of like my second home. So I always like this team down there. But but uh, the Sixers are my team, and what a job. Yeah. Nothing. Th- I hear nothing. I hear crickets, you know, and this. Uh, happens he should he's he, he ran so far yeah I, you know talking sports with you is always fun especially when it involves your teams oh um, uh, you know what and, and believe me I, I i believe me i've had bad teams for a while it's, and the Sixers had some lean years as carney can tell you 
Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, actually, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, speaking of Carney, I, I forgot all about this. Um, we, I mean, we don't really talk a lot about La Flor Dominicana um, on the show. Um, we don't. Not, we on, don't, not uh, on purpose. Not on purpose. Not per- they were number two cigar on <coughs> last year. Yeah. They were. They were. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't at TPE last year. They weren't at PCA. They will not be at TPE mm-hmm. this year. And when I asked John about PCA, the feeling I got was it's probably a no. Um, yeah. I don't think a final decision has been made, but it sounds like, as of right now, it's probably a no. At what point do you think that LFD's got to start coming back to the show? You just even just to have their presence, presence there. I mean, I know. Listen, you talk about LFD. Um, it's no secret. You know, most people know, you know that they have a lot of back. They're not the only ones either, but they have a lot of back orders and all that. And I get that too. But at what point, in your opinion, do you think you know what? Like, you, you got to start coming back to the trade shows, and you're gonna miss all the trade shows two years in a row. Um, what's your what's your feeling on that? So, I'll start off with TPE because I've talked to John on this, and I don't think it was ever in the cards for them to go to a TPE. Uh, it just according to John and and John, if you're listening or listening later, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth. It wasn't something that was a fit for them. I think you know. Yeah. They're they're more they're premium. I I get that. Totally makes sense. They're missed at PCA. I don't know how else to say it. You know, you heard what Pete Johnson said on my show. He says, I would love for these guys to come to the show and they could use some of my booth space if they want. Um, yeah. Lido, Lido is such an important part of this industry. He does so much for this industry. Uh, Carney is a, you know, he's exceptional at his job. You guys have missed it to trade show. I think, I think you guys, if you guys can make it work, make it work because I think we would just love to see you guys there. Um, and if you can't take a ton of orders, I think people will understand, hopefully. Um they just, I mean, I, I missed 2021. It was not the same trade show without La Florida Dominicana. I mean, this is me talking with the bear, the pussy heart on my sleeve here. Okay. I think business-wise, if they can't fulfill orders, though, they shouldn't go to the trade show. I understand that. But I'm hoping that. But Carney said it sounds like they're turning the corner here. That's why I'm like saying, okay, guys, how about coming back to the trade show now? <clears throat> Um, I mean, a lot. The, the, the emotional part of me really wants you guys there. You know, a lot of a lot of manufacturers who did go to um, both trade shows, but you know, especially yeah. PCA. I mean, they were letting it be known, like, "Hey, we're not taking on new customers, new new clients. We're not opening any new accounts." Um, but you know, we're here, uh, and then the people that they already have accounts with, like, you know, hey, maybe they don't sell as much, but you know what? They were there. They represent. And I'm not. And, and this is not a knock on, on LFD either. I, I you know, if they no, make their no, decisions. No, no, I, no. I respect it too. Um, but I think more like you, it's more the, uh, it's just not the same, you know? And I think a lot of people would love to see them there. Um, yeah. even just, just to make sure that they're still alive, uh, which they are, they are, I mean, yeah. but you know, yeah, it, they are, we know they are, but yeah, I, I think it would be nice if it was for PCA, if they decided to go this year, I would be really excited. Um, just, especially just for the brand's sake, um, to, just to have the brand there with everyone, I think that would be yeah. great. Um, it, it was disappointing not to see yeah. them. Yeah, yeah the company every year is on the aficionado list for a reason. They make good products. They do. Um, they, they do make good cigars. They, they make, you know, you know, uh, all of us have had a great LFD experience. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I just like I said, 
uh, I'd love if uh, maybe they take Pete up on his offer. I mean, because Pete was very, you know, and, and you know, we could Pete, you know, great job he's done. What an ambassador he's become for this industry. He kind of went on a limb to say that. And by the way, he said it from the first time on my show. I've heard him say it in a couple of other places. So, um, you know, it, that, I think it's sincere. So, um, you know, hopefully we see them here. I think it would be something. I think it would be one of. I think it'll get people to come back to the show. I think some people will say, "Hey, LFP's gonna be at the show. I'm coming." I think that's a lot of people believe in that brand, despite some of the maybe some of the back orders. I, just, I still think there's enough people who believe in that brand. I, and I may not, people may tell me I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm talking emotional here on this one. Um, no, I, I think even if it's emotional, I'm with you too. I, it's, it's, it's fair. It's safe. Um, you know, we, we I want to see him there too. Um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about. Are you there? Or did you freeze? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Matt may have froze here. Uh oh. Hold up. I see a little like cooking going on here hold on hold on so uh if you're listening uh i'm gonna just kind of go over to my facebook he's there i don't hear you matt you froze hmm and, and i'm sounding clear but i can't hear matt uh, oh boy uh matt do you want me to come in and out uh hold on i'm gonna jump in and out and see what happens Right, Sometimes I fix it, so bear with me. Huh. All right, so I don't know if... All right, so it sounds like everyone can... Jay Davis said you can hear both, so... Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. I don't know if it's on Coop's end, but if you guys can still hear me... Uh, that's great. I'm going to see I'm gonna see if Coop comes back in. It looks like I got pushed out of the... Uh, I think Coop ended the call. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is how trouble starts. <clears throat> All right, so in an attempt to uh, fill the dead air by myself, uh, and please bear with us, uh, I, it sound, It looks to me like uh, Coop ended the, the Skype call uh, between us, so I'm not sure. I'm going to have to maybe start another one. Uh, let me see how this is going to go down. Hold on one second. Do, 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 I'm not sure what happened here, uh, with Coop on that. It sounds to me like it was maybe on his end. Let me see if I can re... Thank you, Bruce Stark. Thank you, Jay, for letting me know. I am, I am still here. Now I'm just trying to get Coop back on with me because he ended the call instead of leaving the call. I don't know how that happened since I was hosting the call, but I'm going to try and figure this out. Uh, da, 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 da. I have so many things in front of me. Oh, hold on. What's going on here? Uh, I'm trying to do this very quickly as well. So, boom. Okay. All right. So, I sent Coop a new link. If you're still there, you're still listening along. I am still here. Uh, I apologize. I don't know what happened there, but I sent Coop a new link, so he should be he should become. We're get, we're gonna get him back in here soon, hopefully. 
Um, hopefully this is not too much of a disruption. Um, as I said, I have a lot of screens here on my window. Uh, let me see if I can get him back in here. There we go. All right. Can you hear me and can you see me? Uh, I hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Coop, you there? Uh-oh. Something happened. What has happened here? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I can see and hear you. And the audience hears us both. This is very strange. I don't think this has ever happened. I can't hear you, though. I see you, but I can't hear you. Huh. This is weird. I can't hear Matt, but I see him. Well done. Huh. You hear me, but I can't hear you. That's strange. It sounds to me like this is going to be on Coop's end because everyone can still hear both of us and see both of us. Uh, Coop's the only one, and he can see me, but he can't hear me. So I'm going to assume that there's some kind of audio disruption on Coop's end, um, which is weird. This has never happened uh, in this particular. So usually, it's you just you get nothing or um, or everything's normal. There's none of this. Uh, it's weird that the audience can hear. This is a problem on my end, yes. I'm going to reboot back in. Alrighty. So Coop is going to boot back out. Um, we were getting towards the end, too, which is kind of sucky because now I feel like the ending of the show is going to get ruined. Um, but that's okay. I'm going to try to keep this afloat. We'll try it one more time. If not, we'll end the show. Uh, I appreciate the patience from the viewers and the audience listening along at home. Um, quick recap, you know, if you joined us later on, you know, we started off the show talking about the top 25 cigar of the year lists and whatnot, and kind of who, <clears throat> who was at number one, uh, who was on the list that maybe shouldn't be, um, there was some, there was some list that had some cigars that either just weren't available, they weren't eligible on other lists that were kind of on there, um, we kind of talked about that. We talked a lot about the uh, the firecracker announcements from United Cigar that were announced today on the Cigar Authority. Um, if you missed that, once again, it's going to be the Bandolero, which will come out in uh, the end of June, around the the um, around the time of Fourth of July, as well as there will be a second firecracker that will come out earlier, scheduled for around the end of March, which will be done with uh, the Big Poppy Cigar El Artista. Um, that will be coming out soon. No details on that one have really been emerged or have emerged or announced yet. Um, but the Bandolero, you can read all about that at smokingtobacco.com. Uh, there's a story that went out today that will tell you all about the Bandolero firecracker, the pricing, when it will be released, all that fun stuff um, through United. Send um, me the link one more time. All right. Now I got Coop asking for the link one more time. Let me see what's going on here. Oh, boy. Coop is all over the place today with this. I'm not sure what he did, but he did something. Um, let me see. I'm going to try to start this one again. I'm not sure 
Hopefully we can fix this. And again, I apologize. Hopefully we can just get him back so we can end this show. Uh, but if not, I will end the show by myself here. And um, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm not sure what happened. But let me see if I can get him back in here really quickly. I'm going to send him a new link one more time. All right. Let's try that. Let's see if that gets him back in. Let's see if that fixes on. I'm not sure what he... Everything was fine. I don't know if he hit something or if his computer decided to change something on him. That's that's really strange. Um, go back to my feed here. Alrighty. Yeah, so again, uh, just to continue the recap, um, Arnold Andre, new, newer brand to the U.S. that's now going to be distributed by United Cigars. Uh, we talked about that. They will be showcased at TPE uh, the next couple of weeks. Um, and I will be there, so I'll be covering that, and you guys will be able to get more information on that. We'll hopefully get some some samples and be, at least be able to try that cigar, so I can at least communicate on you know what I think of their cigars. Uh, PCA board changes we've definitely gone into. Board expanding kind of our thoughts on it, why and how certain things you know could be or should be, and how they're probably going to turn out. Um, Coop had his beef of the week, and uh, then you know again we started to get into our, our TPA. Uh, or TPE, it's been a long night, uh, TPE uh, pregame with uh, kind of who we expect to be there, what we expect to see, uh, the, the consensus being, you know, TPE is going to be a, a good buying show, selling orders, but um, ex expect to see a bigger uh, display, more releases, just a, all around a bigger cigar show uh, at PCA in July. Oh, man. I still can't hear him. Wow, you still can't hear me, buddy. In your I camera, you look different. Even. That's weird. That's really disappointing. Uh, that sucks. This is going to be a horrible way to end the show. I'm not sure what happened here. Ah, oh, man. You're killing me, Coop. You're really killing me. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. This is, I'm not sure what to do. We're going to have to probably just end the show here. Um,. Let me, uh, I have to send him a message here because it's the only way he'll be able to understand. Um, uh, that's really disappointing. Well, I just told Coop I might just have to end the show here, uh, if we can't get this fixed. So hopefully, uh, yeah, and I think that's what we're going to do. So uh, that's going to do it for the spare nodes series episode 13 uh unfortunately we're getting cut i wouldn't say short but we're not being uh we're kind of ending the show not how we wanted to so thank you guys for listening watching um we always appreciate it. we always love that you guys are here with us um don't forget to like and subscribe follow us on youtube podcast wherever podcasts can be found we're on all the channels all the all the uh on all the podcast waves uh smoke and tobacco show back again Normal time slot this Thursday night with Sin and Josh Coburn, the new owners of Dissident Cigars. Uh, we'll be talking to them a little bit about who they are, what got them into the cigar business, kind of what their plans are for the brand, and uh, where they see themselves going in the next few years. So don't miss that one. Followed by the week after that, Nicole and myself will be in Las Vegas for TPE 2022 at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, we'll have some live coverage as well as uh, some great interviews and, and, and tons of content and coverage on, on who came, what they displayed, what their plans are, what they got going on. So 
We'll definitely keep you guys all in the loop. Always head over to SmokingTobacco.com as well as CigarCoop.com um, for more content, more information, see what's going on, news, stay updated. Um, as always, there's always some good stuff on both those websites. And um, that's it. That's going to do it for us. This is kind of a shitty way to end. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm not sure what happened with Coop on his end. It, it sounds to me like he has an audio issue. So, unfortunately, he couldn't be here to end it. Um, but, you know, once again, thanks to Coop for being with me tonight. I appreciate it. It's always a great time. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>